tonight to give you guys a show and on this one we are going to be doing three mock drafts from three different draft slots and uh, we're going to be dropping the goo talking through the picks as we do them I got as usual to the level well, to the closest left to me not as usual Houdini's in California enjoying himself but I got Waz next to me across the way I got Stag Pate I'm D-Rex we are Pyromaniac.com. Stag going up with his hands early. What's up, dog? I mean, it is uh, National Pleasure Yourself Month, so I bet Houdini is, you know, having some fun with himself in California in this, you know, sunny month of May. Beautiful. It looks <laughs> like we're in the sky of, uh, of in London or something. That's crazy. Uh, but yeah, just so you know, every month for me is National Pleasure Yourself Month. So that's just a good way to live. Or it's just called being single. But fired up tonight to give you guys some uh, podcasting, uh, give you the fantasy football new, drop the knowledge. Waz came up with a good idea to... You know, let's do some mocking. Let's talk through um, the picks as we go and kind of get a sense collectively of who we're liking and talk through that, have a discussion about guys in certain spots. And then that can help us and yourselves figure out your tiers. And it's just a good discussion. And then we were going to do one team together, and then we just figured, you know what, it'd be a little more interesting to show, hey, what's it like when you draft at the end? What's it like when you draft in the middle? And what's it, what are you getting when you're out there, when you're drafting at the beginning of the order? Uh, so we are on Fantasy Pro's website, and they have a, a service called the Draft Wizard. So we're just doing a mock draft there. This first one, 12-man league. We're picking from the 12 slot in this one. And it's a PPR. So, essentially, let's hit go on this one and um, see what happens. Well, it looks like we're up to pick now. Um, let's, let's just run through the list of the guys that yeah. already went off the board. Uh, David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell, 
Ezekiel Elliott are, and Melvin Gordon are gone for running backs. We got OBJ, Antonio Brown, Julio Jones, Mike Evans, AJ Green, Keenan Allen, and T.Y. Hilton gone for uh, the wide receivers. So I think this kind of puts us in a position from the 12th slot is, hey, are we going to go with one of those running backs or left, or you know, is you know, which wide receiver should we catch now? We get two picks in a row, so we can kind of plan ahead because we're not going to have a pick for a little while. Well, who are we going to cash outside, is what you're asking? You know, they, they, they show us their, their four suggested players are up top, but in reality, it's not always like the best choice. But there is one guy I like up there at this slot, and that's LaShawn McCoy. Um, LaShawn McCoy is available. We can either take him with one of these two picks. I think he puts up a great PPR floor. Um, he's not sharing carries with someone like Mike Gillisley or Carlos Williams anymore. Uh, you know, so I think LaShawn McCoy, until the the wheels fall off is going to get handed the rock over and over in uh, in the ground game and in the passing game. I like him here. I like that pick too. I think I know who Stags likes a little more, but let's hear what do you, well, who do you think we should go? I would actually with the first one I'd go LaShawn McCoy. Okay. When I drafted the end of the round, I either like to get one running back or one receiver or I like to sort of pile up two running backs. To where when it goes through, I can just line up on wide receivers for the next four or five rounds. And, and that'll give you a pretty consistent you know, floor and ceiling at the wide receiver position while also giving you that upside at running back. Because right now we can get two of, the top, two of my top six running backs, uh, depending on how you look at it. And, and definitely in PPR, I think LaShawn McCoy is the solid number four after we talk the top tier. That includes uh, Lev Bell, David Johnson, Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, he, I think he heads up that next year. We know this is going to be a run-first offense. Uh, and even if they're not entirely run-first like they've been the last couple of years, they, they will still funnel to LaShawn McCoy, especially with really only Jonathan Williams and fullbacks on the roster. You know, what we saw here in this mock draft was Melvin Gordon go off right, you know, right before LaShawn McCoy. And you're going to see that a lot. And I like that that's happening because, like you, Stag Party, I'm totally on board with LaShawn McCoy after those, those big three go off the board. And, uh, you know, you're going to bring up the other guy, too, uh, for a back-to-back. That's something that I would do in most of my drafts. Well, let's take McCoy. I'm right. down with that let's program. Let's take McCoy and go to the next one. I've got him, yeah, I've got him in top of the first guy, number four, top of my tier two. Um, so that's a steal considering, you know, another running back below him has been taken. And just to dip in with tiers a little bit, that's the beauty of tiers. When you see, when you're marking off a guy and lining a guy out in tiers that's below a guy that you still you have higher, that tells you good times, you're glad he took him there, and you're still getting value. So McCoy, drafted. Obviously, we're in a serpentine draft here, and we're at the end of the line, so we get to go again. Um, Stag Party, you had just mentioned you like to stock up here on two uh, running backs. I'm fine with that program in, in, in this uh, in, in this draft. What, how, how do you feel about that? No, like, like I was saying a little earlier, it's, it's, it's a great plan because you're going to see running backs. There will not be a good running back come back to you at the turn next time. You're going to have to get two off the board right now because we'll see as we get in these middle rounds – it's really easy to accumulate some really good wide receiver depth. I I I, I see it both ways, but I, I yeah, we can go either way here, and that's the great thing because I've got two 
Drafting at the end, I can still get one or the other of my Tier 2 players. I have Tier 2 wide receivers left, and I have Tier 2 running back left. So I can go either way. I've got Des Bryant, Jordy Nelson, and T.Y. Hilton all still available. Or no, T.Y. Hilton is selected. I've got Des or Jordy left in my Tier 2 wide receivers and Devonta Freeman in my Tier 2 running backs. Me as well. So I I can take either position here. Doing a lot of drafts already, I I really agree with Waz. The running backs that come back to you uh, in 22-23 picks are going to be guys like with question marks and sharing backfeeds. We're going to see guys like C.J. Anderson there. Yeah. Uh, and, and guys a little Let's, further down the board, like Spencer Ware, who just got a rookie component, or the rookie who we don't really know about, and sort of Larry Fournette. And even then, he doesn't sometimes make it to the back of the third round. I bet you he'll be gone, but. Let's take. So, do you want? Do we want to take? We want to take Freeman here. Are you down with that program? Yeah, I would take Freeman just based on positional scarcity. I mean, if it comes, if you're going head to head between your running backs and your wide receivers, get one of your tier two guys that are you know in a much more scarce position and fill up that you know those mid round wide receivers later. For no reason, we're in this together, but for no other reason than just to play devil's advocate for our listeners, if I feel like there's some value that comes along, I'm just going to mention it, not to say, hey, we should have done this or whatever, that's why you mock, but I think this is a beautiful thing. And we're going to, um, because when we did our mock draft, I found that there was still a lot of running back action that I was liking. I mean, is it the top guys? No. But we know how that works. The top guys sometimes dick you over, and some of these mid or middle uh, round guys end up being the studs. I, I was just finding, I was like, God, this is, I'm actually able to grab a running back. I like this late. And that just really surprised me. So we took uh, Devonta Freeman. Des Bryant went next. Jay Ajay. <coughs> yeah, DeMarco Murray's off the board. Michael Thomas, Jordy Nelson, Jordan Howard, Mike Gillisley, DeAndre Hopkins, the Gronk, Amari Cooper, Doug Baldwin finish out the second round. And then it opens up the third round with Lamar Miller, Todd Gurley, A-Rob. Sammy Watkins, Elshon Jeffrey, Tevin Coleman. So there goes like the wow. passing compliment to Devonta Freeman. See, PPR leagues, you know, guys like Tevin Coleman have yeah. crazy upside. Uh, Brandon Cooks, which I really like there in the third round. Leonard Fournette, as Steak Party mentioned. D-Rex, you said he wanted to make it back. He didn't. And there goes Joe Mixon right behind him. And then the first or the second tight, tight end off the board, Travis Kels and Carlos Hyde. May I suggest revisiting the running backs, how we sort of said it's going to thin out quick. Who are the top available running backs left? Uh, you know, uh, you could just check on that RB board right there, um, and there'll be a list of sort of the next available yeah, look guys. At that call. So we're, we're talking about CJ Anderson, Isaiah Crowell, Spencer Ware, Mark Ingram, Ty Montgomery, Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey, if we didn't go, I don't know if I could take him in the third or fourth round. But in a PPR, he's definitely in consideration here. We've already taken that. I'm going to look wide receiver right away. The way I see it, I think there's a guy in PPR who's caught 90 passes for a couple years in a row. He plays in Denver. They've got no tight end to speak of. You know, C.J. Anderson's been hit or miss in terms of being healthy and hasn't even really contributed as a pass catcher when healthy. Uh, Jamal Charles, we've got to see if he's going to be acclimated into the offense as a, a pass catcher or if they're just going to use him as a change of pace rusher. We, his role will be one of the most interesting. But they, this is the cheapest 
10 targets in the league you're ever going to get. So when I look at this, I think there's a pretty clear point to a guy like uh, Demarius Thomas, who I've been alluding to. I, whatever, if you guys think Demarius Thomas is the guy here, I've got a few guys that I like a little bit more, but not, not really. Got, well, I, I mean, I, I kind of like Crabtree more, but maybe not in PPR. But I just here's the reason. Here's the only reason why. One, I think you're right. Uh, Vance already told this guy, hey, he's you got to step up. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta crush it. And as you said, he's already gets ten targets a week uh, in, in, throughout the season. I've had in the past couple seasons as a value pick. Um, you know, this is a reason why I would have rather have gone with like a Dez or someone else, because then now I feel like my number one, even if we go with the marriage, my number one wide receiver is a Thomas, where if I could have a Dez as a number one and then have my number two, but that's just the way I like to go. I like I don't like I, I understand why people love to go the RBRB, um, just because it makes it does make sense. But for me, I like a little more well-rounded team. Uh, but I think the best pick here is probably uh, probably Thomas. I, I think we can also consider the going Landry. wide receiver is absolutely the right thing to do because there's no reason why if you go running back, running back, you don't have to take the third running back. Now you know you're you're hoping with a lot of these running backs are left. Like I wonder if Mark Ingram is going to get traded or Christian McCaffrey. He could be a superstar. He could be a, a RB one. But like we definitely you know it's going to be 24 picks. We're going to need a wide receiver here. There's two guys you, you mentioned 90 uh, uh, receptions a few years. Don't sleep on Jarvis Landry here either. I actually really like his consistency. We have actually seen him uh, increase his pr- uh, production while someone like Demarius is kind of. Decreased yeah, hits. You it know? seems like he's hit a little bit of wall, but here's a question I got for you. What's up with Tannehill? Aren't you guys worried about the quarterback situation and Tannehill's injury? Well, sure, but uh, you know, at the same time, what you're looking at a quarterback situation in Denver that you're a little yeah. uncertain about. Is it going to be, are they going to uh, bring out Paxton Lynch with that draft capital they had on him uh, uh, two years ago or last year? Or are they going to stick with Trevor Simeon? You know, so they got their quarterback thing to work out. You know, so there could be an argument made for Jarvis Landry here. I also think, remembering we have two picks, we could take them both. But with Demarius, one thing that's interesting is I have Emmanuel Sanders close enough, and he's going a few rounds later to where if I didn't want to take Demarius, I could potentially roll the dice and go and maybe Jarvis and Crabtree and hope that Emmanuel Sanders comes back as my third wide receiver. Uh, I don't know if that's a gamble I'm willing to take just because going into the week with Demarius Thomas as my wide receiver one makes me feel a little bit better than going into the week with Jarvis Landry as my wide receiver one. Totally agree. I, I kind of get disappointed the fact that Brandon Cooks is off the bar because I would have loved him like right here. Yeah. Um, you know, because he's nice. going in between uh, guys like Demarius Thomas and you know uh, Michael Crabtree. So luck of the draw, you never know who your uh, league mates are targeting. But I am on board with the Demarius pick. Uh, I, I I like him a lot. He's up there, and I would be super comfortable rolling him out as my wide receiver one. Let's make that pick, and then we'll sort of discuss where we want to go in the second round, uh, in the first pick of the fourth round. Demarius pick. There is some interesting ways we can go here. We could take a tier one quarterback like an Aaron Rodgers, or we could wait a few rounds because you're getting tier one quarterbacks like Tom Brady a little bit later uh, in in the fifth, sixth, seventh round. So that's so that's one option. I don't think I would go that way, but if you like to build your team that way, I can see that. And there's also down at tight end. Uh, 
you know, the guys left there, you're getting top tier sort of players still left on the board in Jordan Reed. Uh, I think it's a little early for a Greg Olson in the you know very beginning of the fourth. But fourth round is about when Jordan Reed should enter your mind if you love having a top-end guy there. But I'm going to double down on the wide receivers. I'm going to yeah. go for a guy who's going to get eight, at least 85 catches, in my opinion. Uh, in Jarvis Landry, I think no matter the quarterback, they're going to use him as an extension of the run game, the quick-hit passing game. That's the guy they trust the most. Uh, I'm not sure anybody like the addition of Julius Thomas makes a big impact on the target share there. So I'm definitely looking forward to adding Jarvis Landry as the wide receiver too in a PPR. Just I'm, I'm done with that program. I'm just looking quickly, just a little uh, overview of last year and just uh, last year in and this is not PPR. So let's look at PPR. Um, yeah, just just based on consistency, I mean, we've seen Michael Crabtree be a very consistent uh, wide receiver these last two seasons. But they're, they're right neck and neck. Yeah, this is uh, We've seen, you know, Jarvis Landry isn't really competing. Like, Amari Cooper can literally pop any year. You know what I mean? And it's something like that. Once he gets clicking on that offense, they might start pushing it away a lot more. I just think that here's here's the, my argument for that would be for Crabtree. Here's here here it is, and I'll, I'll make the Jarvis pick if you guys if you guys want to. I would take Crabtree because I like the upside of Devonta Parker, Devonte Parker later, um, because I do kind of think he's going to break out a little bit this year. But I also really like Crabtree more because he's been the model of consistency, and I think Derek Carr is, is a total stud. That offensive line is incredible. There's less question marks on that offense to me than one of the reasons why I'm not so high. I'm not very high on the Dolphins in general just because their quarterback's hurt. I, I'm not sure Ajay is going to be able to be the seminal stud back that he was last year. But uh, if you guys think Landry, I'm down with that program. Um, both of them are, it's the same thing, in all honesty. I just like the team situation, and I like Crabtree as a player better. So that's the only reason why, personally, I would go Crabtree. But if we do if we do Jarvis, that's fine. Give me a bone later on in the draft. No, no, that's no. The way this it's, works. it's literally <laughs> point flip. Crabtree would not be, like, I, I wouldn't give anyone shit about Crabtree there. That, that's a great pick, and the thing is, he's scoring touchdowns, too. At the same time, Jarvis Landry has been um, doing very good at what he's been doing. But, you know, I expect Miami to start running more plays. They had the lowest uh, plays per game last year, and there's nowhere to go but up. So I expect that production to also increase for Landry. Landry? I, I'm, I have them neck and neck. I think I have in, I think I have uh, Crabtree a little bit higher. My, my only concern is Crabtree's been their only real red zone threat. Now that they've added Marshawn Lynch... Do they just give him the ball at the one every time? Oh, Jared so, Cook. So, oh, sorry. they better. He's gonna be he's gonna be yelling at Del Rio. But I do like since we we've taken a guy in in Demarius who's only had five or six touchdowns the last couple of years. Jarvis Landry would be a very similar touchdown projection of five or six, and you're not giving yourself that giant sort of boom potential that Crabtree can give you with a two-touchdown game. And Crabtree last year had eight touchdowns. Eight touchdowns yeah. So I, I think I'll go with the slight lean to Crabtree just because he's slightly different than Demarius. 
And, and what I think we can do is, I still think, and maybe you guys aren't into them, but there's there's value in maybe uh, other play, uh, in that Devon Parker's pretty late in this. No doubt. Though. I mean, if you're you're going for upside, and you have a you have an athlete like Devontae Parker. We're 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 just kind of really waiting on. Um, like I said, the Crabtree pick makes sense. We can also go. We need that tight uh, touchdown upside. So you know, kind of putting Demarius low touchdown with Landry low touchdown. Let's get some six points on the board at time. Let's do let's do the Krabby Patty, and then um, we're, let's see. Oh, he's not even there. I like it when that happens. Uh, right, Crabtree, and then he goes to the top, and boom. And zero experts agree. That's zero what did they know? Agree. Um, Even though my ranks are in here. So, <laughs> <laughs> That's funny so after Michael Crabtree comes off the board, we see Jarvis Landry, Kish Christian McCaffrey, uh, Stephon Diggs, Mark Ingram, Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, Cameron Meredith, C.J. Anderson, Marshawn Lynch, Jordan Reed, Julian Edelman. Uh, and that wraps up the fourth round. The fifth round looks like Golden Tate, Terrell Pryor, Andrew Lux, Spencer Ware. Uh, oh. Devontae Parker with a come off the board early. Wow. Tyreek Hill, Damn. Dalvin Cook, Dante Moncrief, Corey Davis, Jamison Crowder, and Emmanuel Sanders. We were one pick away from getting Sanders. That's what I'm saying. It's actually a good thing that we did not That's, pass yeah. on Demarius Thomas because we would have lost, you know, that Denver yeah. production that we see year in and year out, no matter the quarterback, and Sanders wouldn't have made it back. But the truth is, what I would say is it's good, it's good that we it's it doesn't matter. Still take those shots. If you believe something and you and you want a foresight, two guys, Emmanuel and Devontae, were taken in that last round. So you'll you'll get burned sometimes. But if you project and think you want to go for one guy because you can get another guy later, still do that. Don't be worried. They're going to be taken sometime. Have a fallback plan with your tears. I what do you like? Stags got a light bulb over his head. I just want to talk about the Denver wide receivers one more second. Yep. They have led the league in production to their wide receivers the last couple of years. And they're basically funneled through two players. 67% of their targets over the last three years have gone to their wide receivers. That is one of the highest rates in the league behind the Jets. And, and we know their wide receivers over the last couple of years have you know put together some good seasons. So That's awesome. I'm definitely... You know, pretty happy we got Demarius. I would have also, you know, hoped Emmanuel would slide, but in the PPR league, people take wide receivers at a premium. Uh, now we've got a lot of different players we can go. We're 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 in the, what the end of the fifth round, yeah, moving to the we sixth. We could go top tier tight end in Greg Olson. We could go top tier quarterback in Tom Brady. We could do both of those Bingo. things. <laughs> um, I knew this was coming too because I see two guys on here. Uh, I, w- I wanted to make a case for Greg Olson. I thought I would be alone in that in that uh, in that take. I always like because he's the model he, of fantasy consistency too. I mean Greg Olson's going to be a a monster in, in receptions this year, especially if they start implementing the run game a little bit more and keep Cam in the pocket. He's going to lean on Greg a whole lot more than he needs to, especially only, if Kelvin Benjamin's like 300 pounds. Only thing I would say, and I know you guys will shoot me out of the water, is maybe a Pierre Garçon and uh, hold off on Olsen and maybe do that top-tier QB and hope that a Jimmy Graham uh, would come back to us at our next pick and we go Jimmy because I'm – now that I'm, my injury concerns are over with him, I am high. I don't know. Hopefully he's not growing too old, but I feel like he's 
not a speed demon, and he's just he's a, he's a savvy guy. I'm high on Jimmy. He every time I was looking at my tiers, he just kept creeping up. Right now, I've got him as my fourth tight end, and he's in the tier two along with um, along with uh, you know obviously uh, Olsen and. Uh, Is he Kelsey. ahead of Olsen for you? I guess I do have him ahead of him. I've got him one ahead of Olsen. Well, here's the thing: as as soon as you know, even if we went with one of these tight ends. This is where they start rolling off the Switching board. Switching that? <laughs> no, no, just Marky. No, Marky notes. This is why I do it. Yeah, this is like they literally just. It's like let's notes. think about it's this like, one. Yeah, that's it. It's, it's, if, it's, if, I, if I were to bet on this, I would assume that whether we take someone like Greg Olson or if we don't, we're going to see him and Tyler Eifert and Jimmy Graham and maybe even Delaney Walker get taken in this sixth round or seventh or wherever we are, sixth to seventh, because this is where they start rolling through because okay. people want that production that they're not getting it with the wide receivers. I agree with him that I think tight ends will fly off the board okay. after Jimmy or Jimmy Graham and Greg Olson, whichever one we decided with. I think there would be a lot of guys who come off the board before us so we'd be going down from tier one tight end, getting the last tier one guy, in my opinion, in Greg Olson. And then we'd be going down to like tier three. And, and that's a big drop off for me, especially when you look at the tight end position and how it's been over the last couple of years. So Greg Olson is going to be one of my picks here. I don't care if let's he's do, the first no, or let's the do, second. Let's do, I, I'm all about getting tier e- equality. I'm all about get, grabbing the Tom Brady and Olsen right here, right now. Well, let's talk about the second. Let's talk about the second. I think quarterbacks are going to go flying off too now. I think this is the quarterback and the tight end zone. At least two or three of them, I think. Um, the thing is, you'll start seeing the majority of quarterbacks roll off after Cam goes off somewhere around like usually the eight. You'll see them start going nine, ten, and eleven. So, but the Tom Brady tier, like you, you have him at the top of your tiers, and I do he's my number one quarterback. Stag probably you do as well, right? You have uh, tier he's one a tier one, two. the fourth player in tier one. But that's what I'm saying. You, we're going to lose probably all those, all those tier one quarterbacks as well. We can lock down the tier one tight end and a tier one quarterback back to back. Let's so, let's lock in the tight end pick. Let's Olsen, discuss the second Olsen pick. Olsen is picked. Yeah. So we can go Tom yeah. Brady with the first pick in the sixth round. There's no qualms about it. It's an easy pick to make. But... There, what else, what, t- tell, I mean, I'll talk to him. What, I else, mean, do you, what else do you like? The tier? We can look at the wide receiver position. And yeah, there'll be guys left later. But looking at a guy like Larry Fitzgerald. How do you not project Larry Fitzgerald to catch 100 passes in this offense? Again. Like, he caught 108 passes last year. Led the league. He, he scored touchdowns early in the season. There's an absolute way that he can catch another 100 passes for you as your wide receiver three. Like, uh, okay. Hey, he's, my, he's literally one of my favorite players in the last 14 years. He, and here's another thing. Remember last year was his first – no, it was his second year. Last year was his second year in the slot. So this is, he's still – he was still kind of learning the position at that point, um, at that point last year. Uh, so – Let's. Uh, I'm down with that program. I do like Tom Brady's my number one quarterback, but I, I I feel like. So what do you feel like if we don't take a, a Larry? We take. What do you feel gonna, about the wide receivers come. after him? It's we, because we got to look about ten wide receivers deeper. I would go Martavis Bryant. See here right the, now. No, I would I would I would okay. take Brady. So you'd hope Martavis comes, who's not a PPR guy, but just uh, is a stud. But he provides a different level of pr- production for our team. 
I mean, he provides that touchdown big game upside. And then we could also mix and match him with some of the later round receivers like Rashard Matthews and, and like some more PPR type Let's players. Let's lock down the QB. Um, that would be my, my, but, but what do you like? Honestly, if, if, if this were me drafting, I would pass on Tom Brady here. Uh, I love the value that you still find at quarterback in rounds 10, 9, 10, and 11. Who is that, though? So um, let's just project. 9, 10, 11. I mean, we're still talking about guys like even Matt Stafford in the 11th is still great value. Marcus Mariota will be there. You're going to look at... Uh, Derek Carr, like? Sure. I mean, and that's what I'm saying. But, I mean, how, how many more points? We know Tom Brady's going to score a shitload of points. But if we're looking at scoring... And how many more points is Tom Brady really going to score than, like, uh, Carr? You know what I mean? At the I, same I time. Carr. I got Carr in my, I agree, fifth wide, fifth for, quarterback. If we go uh, for Which a third wide high. receiver right here, though, this is, the, like, a, a flex play. So getting the upside right now is great. That's what I'm saying. So this would be wide receiver three. He could, you, he could be your flex, depending on your, your league's format. Having the upside of someone like Larry Fitzgerald, I'm, I'm down with that. or you know the upside like you were saying with later with the Martinez. We start three wide receivers in this league, so we're still drafting a oh. starter right now, and I think that's something very important. To I would notice. I would probably go Fitz myself then. You're gonna go Fitz yourself. I'm gonna go Fitz myself right <laughs> now, guys. You're gonna Fitz yourself. I and, uh, I think Fitz with his hundred catch projection. I love the like guy. I I ran the projections and in PPR he comes out as. You know, there's no, there's only like three players that are gonna catch more passes than him. Like you're looking at John Brown and his inability to stay spelt healthy with sickle cell and spinal fluid issues. Yeah. Come on now, JJ like, Nelson, Chad Williams, Williams Like it's David Johnson, it's Larry Fitzgerald, and that's their offense. And I, I want Larry Fitzgerald here. All right, let's do it. Yeah, let's do I'm it. And then let's hope that when it comes back, hope a car is in the zone next round or one of these top guys. And then even if Martavis is there, I'm down with uh, doubling down on, on a guy with the upside like that. All right, Larry Fitzgerald. So basically, we started with two running backs, and now um, with our sixth pick, we've filled out the wide receiver position. So that's the beauty. So Larry Fitz, first pyro character ever created was Larry Fitzgerald. Um Tom Brady next pick. Matt Rowe, the run of QBs is gone. Jimmy Graham went, so we're glad we didn't. Uh, actually, we could have waited because we would. Oh no, we wouldn't. We, we couldn't wait. See, that, like like I mentioned, this is like Tyler Eifert was taken off. Jimmy Graham, Eric Ebron, Ebron oh my God. Delaney Walker. That's what I'm saying. The the tight end run happens right there. So if you want one of those t- top guys, you take a Greg Olson like we did. And it looks like Ooh. Carr is still around. And oh, we got Derek Carr still available. And some quarterbacks. Flown off the board. A little sooner so, than expected, too. What, 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 like. what do we see? Seven or eight quarterbacks gone in this range, in the sixth, seventh round range? All right, so we lost James. Also, yeah. how, how many tight ends? We saw six tight ends come off the board there. So, so, we, so we did a great we did great work there, uh, especially because we got the guy that we were projecting, or at least the guy that I wanted, uh, Carr. We can talk to it if you think there's somebody else that you want instead of that. But also... And I'm just throwing it out there. Garcon going to be a target machine. He's going to be one of my picks here. Yeah, I think Garcon, and he's still here, to be honest. It looks like the, the computer uh, picked a bunch of guys lower. So, um, so Peter Garcon has a very high target projection. Kyle Shanahan will feed that number one wide receiver. And when you look at the rest of the wide receivers, there's no one of his ilk to you know compare to. 
Uh, you know, last time Shanahan was there, he had, what, 126 catches in that season? I don't think he's going to see nearly that volume. I, I think agree. he might see 126 targets. He might be in the eight-target-a-game range. But he he's, could, he's a five. He could catches, I think. It's going to not be easy for him, and I know your, your beef with him is yards, and I totally agree with that. Um, yards and touchdowns, because not a very good touchdown score. It's, and so it's, it's like, but it's, teams, like, so. it's like getting Jarvis Landry. <laughs> it's like getting Jarvis Landry five rounds later. Uh, they've got they offer sim- similar projections. Um, so so I'm sort of interested. And then the other pick, I think we can go quarterback here because I don't think it'll run off too much more. So if we wanted to wait on quarterback, I could also see that for another couple rounds. But I just like at this point locking in one of my top quarterbacks like a Marcus Mariota. Yes. Uh, so. You guys have a Mariota higher in the car this year. Oh, yes. I, oh absolutely. No doubt about it. I mean, I, I've been a Mariota fanboy uh, what, what seems like for Raining way too long. and storming here. We've got st- thunder. It's not sound effects. Houdini's not here. This That's year. the thing. You say Marcus Mariota and the gods cheer. You know what I mean? <laughs> He's, uh, I just worry. I, I don't know. I worry. Don't worry about his injury or not. He, he just got handed, like, even... He played his offense with Richard Matthews really so well, and now he's got a Corey Davis, and he has like an additional tight end to throw to, and everything's opening up for him, and, I, and he's going to get it. It's one, it's one more year. The, the guy understands football, and he's been playing lights out. And he outscored Derek Carr last year, and Derek Carr didn't get very many new weapons. He got a running back whose you know, best attribute is probably his ability to score touchdowns. Uh, and Derek Carr hasn't been a guy who put up tons. You guys are bullies. You guys are bullies. I, I'm just saying. Like that's I, right. If you guys like it more, then you like it more. So the, you're saying you can wait it for him, or you're saying we take Mariota? No, now? he will not. He, I don't think he's going to make it all the way back to us, especially if we if. Well, let's see. There's a lot of quarterbacks that went off. So what's the other pick we're going to do? Let's, let's let's if you guys like uh, Mariota, that's fine. I'm not going to sit. I here think Bilal Powell's it. in consideration here as a. As the starting running back for a team likely to throw the ball a lot to their running backs, I mean, it's, it's bad. I don't love it. Like, I probably wouldn't even advocate for it. But the other running backs around him, I mean, Frank Gore is going to be the model of consistency, but I think he might come off in a couple rounds. Uh, Amir Abdullah's got some upside at this point. Uh, but I think locking in... You know, a high target num- number player like Pierre Garcon for our flex position, you know, our yep, third wide receiver to... and a flex. I-, I like sort of filling out the roster and then we can really build depth every other So round. you're saying you got you're saying Marcus Mariota and Pierre Garcon. I think it's between, you know, Mariota or Carr for quarterback, as you're saying, but if not you guys only Mariota, Mariota, if you guys agree with Mariota, that's I, fine. I would pick Mariota without There's a doubt. There's going to be time in a draft where Mariota's going to be taken, and we're going to grab Carr, and I'll, I'll be happy. But if we're so locked into talking about Pierre Garçon and the number of targets he's going to receive, someone like Willie Sneed, who's there with Drew Brees in New Orleans, he's right around that same value as well. So, I mean, you, you could argue for uh, either side. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I mean, I'm scared I, of that thunder like nobody's business. Willie Sneed, I just don't know if he has t- any touchdown upside. I mean, we saw, what, a two- or three-touchdown game early in the season from Willie Sneed, and then he really never found the end zone again, and that's been the knock on him for the first couple of years. But I think he's going to catch around 80 passes in this offense. But they've also got 
know, more weapons. Are they going to use Ted Ginn? And, you know, they drafted a running back in Alvin Kamara, who they want to be their short area pass catcher. So all the weapons there, we know we know San Francisco is going to be trailing. Um, that leaves Often. opportunities for them to throw to. I mean, it's, awesome. it's like the beginning of Riders in the Storm by the Doors. I, I, mean, I, mean, I think Hoyer is going to feed Garcon. I also think Willie Sneed. I just don't know what his overall upside is. And I agree, I think, I agree with that. I think Garcon might have a little bit more, and it's crazy. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think there's, if you guys were, if it, was, it, it, it for me here, it's between Garcon and Brian Martavis. And I think Martavis, we might still be able to get the next round. Whew. Yeah, I mean, it really depends on the news is still out there. We haven't really, he's, it's been kind of quiet. What, as soon as those news stories pop up, he's been reinstated. He's living with his agent. Ben Roethlisberger is out here saying he needs to earn the trust back, which is ironic, but. Yeah, once he, <laughs> yeah, once he exactly, once he hits the field. They're gonna. He's gonna be. Uh, he's gonna be like, oh my god, this I'm, is our best player. I'm down with Garcon. It, it probably wouldn't be my pick, but it makes sense. It makes perfect sense. Let's um, do Garcon. Uh, just so you guys feel good, we'll do Mariota. Yeah, I have Mariota as a top, at least top eight quarterback this he year. He is he's my eighth his... quarterback. Okay, so Mariota, boom, picked, and then I think we go Garcon. But that flex play. Garcon, um... I think he works as our flex, our fourth wide receiver. You know, bye week, fill-in. PPR. I, you know, PPR, I, I can't complain about it at all. Like, there's nothing... Let's do it. All right, Garcon, so we got we got some serious... Our, our wide receivers are dope. Yeah, our wide receivers can... Considering that we did not... So I'm liking your program, considering we went two running backs to the first pick... We got our wide receivers are insane. I think we should be smart and take definitely one running back with our in our next batch. Let's see what happens here. We're about to go. We took our son Murray off the board. Latavius one, Bilal Powell, Samaje Pirine, Martellus uh, Bennett, Lacey. Eddie Lacy. While running backs galore, all the running. Oh, backs. Adrian and Martavis. Martavis. I saw that Peterson could come back. What do you guys think Frank about the news? What do you guys think about the news about maybe uh, a trade between, um, with the New Orleans Saints sending Ingram? Does that make you guys like uh, a Peterson more, or is he just too old for you? I mean, it makes me like him more because I don't know who else is going to carry a significant share of targets. Is he still around? It's not going to be. It's not going to be uh. Alvin Kamara. He's not going to carry it 150, 200 no. times. So they're going to pound someone in there. Uh, but that also makes me like Daniel Lasco more if they trade Mark Ingram. See, this brings me back to what I was saying earlier. And I uh, kind of wish I didn't jump into quarterback uh, that soon. Because normally, like I said, the quarterbacks around at the end of round 9 and, and round 10, you're going to find guys like a Derek Carr who's now available at 9-12. Because yeah, of the I'm not sure you're taking Martavis over... Sure, uh, and then gone back car, but who cares? That's that's the, that's that's the beauty of doing this. There's a I want to point out a few of these running backs that I saw come off the board. Uh, Theo Riddick, Danny Woodhead, Amir Abdullah. These are guys that are going off. It looks like uh, middle to late of the eighth round, and they're just they're PPR darlings. They really are. They they will put up uh, a great floor with receptions, and will let the thunder roar a little bit. <laughs> and the thunder rolls. 
And uh, when you say Derek Carr, I mean the gods are gonna. <laughs> so, so guys like us that are kind of like, we'll start with like two heavyweights at the running back position and try to pick some up later. The guys like Theo Riddick, Danny Woodhead, and Amir Abdullah are the guys we want to target a little later. So it kind of sucks to see them come off the board because, but maybe it doesn't because look who's on the board, Frank Gore. I mean, you like, you, is, that, is that the pick for you, you think? Frank Gore's got to be one. Like, how is he not, just, just projecting workloads? Like, how does he not see 250 touches? No doubt. Uh, you know, to, like, you're projecting it, and it's like he's the lead back in a high-powered offense. He can catch the ball. He can score touchdowns if they gave him opportunities. Do you like you him know, better than uh, Matt Forte, even though I know they're saying Bilal's the uh, – I, I do – Better team. Better team. Better team. And it's a safer, better quarterback position. You know, I I feel like I know Frank Gore is going to be there. Yeah. I I know what I'm getting out of Frank Gore every week. And I think in PPR leagues, that's a safe 10-point floor on a weekly basis. And as an RB2, you know, injury fill-in for our studs, I know what I'm getting. I know what to expect. And it's it's sort of – it makes – it's my safety blanket. If, if my fantasy team needed a goddamn fucking Jason Witten, it would take Frank Gore in the ninth or tenth round of its draft. <laughs> and we know God how, damn it. We know how often running backs get injured. We've seen McCoy be injured before and Devonta Freeman. Uh, someone like Frank Gore, granted, he could get injured too, but he's a perfect like yeah. bench yeah. running back. If something happens to one of those guys, Frank Gore is going to give you that those those carries from the start because. Who, you know, Andrew Lux is not going to throw up the whole game as much as he wants to. Um, they're going to have to rely on Frank Gore like they have been. So I really like Frank Gore at least with one of these two picks. Mm-hmm. We are pretty set at wide receiver maybe until we want to st- start taking some uh, some dart throws and lotto tickets. I mean, even at wide receiver, though, there's a guy, Jeremy. We're taking, we're taking Gore. Yes. So Gore's our first take pick. Gore. And uh, then... There's a guy, Jeremy Macklin, still on the board. Who I like. I've got him. You know, it, it doesn't make sense to pile wide receivers, or does it? This is a PPR league. We start more wide receivers than we start running backs. The options, my, of, and there's other dart throws at wide receivers that I also like, like Tyrell. Like, well, why, why don't we do that? Can I play devil's advocate? Absolutely. Why don't we grab a Matt Forte and not even have to look at running back for a long time? See, if we were going to do that, if we were going to kind of hold out, someone like James White actually interests me a, li- a little bit more for uh, PPR. Um, that's the most crowded. It's crowded as hell. World. But James White is going. Uh, James White is going to be the guy. In the passing game, you, we're going to see a lot of Mike Gillis. He's, he's going to be the Kevin Falk of the team again. We're going to see a lot of James White too. Though. I just don't like when, when I'm in a PPR league. I don't like overly. I mean, we I don't, everything can't be based on the P, on the PPR, the catch factor. I think if you when you when you weight everything on that, I think your team can go uh, in the wrong spot. But that's just me. I just don't. I just feel like that, especially today. If they sign friggin' Blunt, it doesn't mean he's going to stay there. He's a, he's a unrestricted free agent. Um, but but he's not. That is not James White. I, 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 yeah, that, that, is, that is crazy. That's another one. I mean, Gillisley. We loved Gillisley last week, but if they friggin' sign uh, Blunt again, that is just like that is seven guys that can carry the ball. In, in about, I, I've done about probably twenty six MFL tens right now, and Matt Forte right now. You you bring up a great point because he's here in the tenth or around the tenth round all the time. 
And it's like, man, it's so hard to say no. I, I, I totally get it. I have so many shares of Matt Forte because of this situation. But sometimes, you know, shitty like Cards mentioned, it, it, it's a, sh- a shitty team. And, you know, I'm not a huge fan of Bilal Paul myself. I don't know what's going to happen. I have no clue what's going to happen. But I know what James White is going to do a little bit more. So, but, you know, we want to go with upside. Who do you think has the higher upside? Well, I mean, we're we talking a fourth running back, you know? I mean, out of the names that I'm seeing here on this screen. We're looking at, the, all right, so some of the available guys, we're looking at Paul Perkins, Matt Forte, James White, Duke Johnson, Jay Stu. So it gets, it gets really sloppy. So I wouldn't be so against picking up maybe one more running back. You know, it's... The thing is, do we want to take another older running back? Yeah. We've already got Frank yeah, Gore. I kind of like agree. Should so, we go? Is Kareem Hunt taken? What about him? Where we got? Uh, no, he taken. is taken. He's taken. Um, what about one of these younger? I mean, obviously, I know that when you go, what if we handcuffed Mac to? It's too early for that, but. Um, I, I kind of agree. Let's not get too long in the tooth. Is Jeremy Hill automatically suck now? Yes. I, I strongly <laughs> disagree. I do too. That Jeremy Hill sucks. I think everyone's Here, a little high on Mixon right I now. I think everybody's a little high on Mixon. In, from week one, giving away Jeremy Hill's touchdowns. Jeremy Hill is one of the most productive red zone scorers in the NFL right now. I, like, I agree. I think he's, it's, I think it's he's not, a good run. He's he not a good has, running back. Well, he hasn't lived up to what I think. How good I think he is. I don't think he's great, but I think he's a good player. But I don't think they're like just because they got mixed and all of a sudden they're like, "Hill, you're gone." Now, Giovanni, I think because of his injury, he's going to have a rough season and he might be on his way out. But I don't know. I just don't think Hill's done yet. But I don't know. I'll leave it up to you guys. I, I don't really care. I like a Macklin, but we, we're really kind of stocked at, at wide receiver. I'd ra- I'd be more in line with taking one of these last round kind of serviceable running backs before we start taking dart throws and, 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 and upside guys that could do something if everything falls into place. I mean, um, but is there any... At wide receiver, my considerations are between Tyrell Williams, Kenny Britt, and Jeremy Macklin. Like, they've all got good projectable target shares. I mean, Jeremy Macklin's still arguably the number one wide receiver on that team. Uh, if he... You know, we're probably going to see seven or eight targets a game. Could get to that 80 catch mark again. I don't love Tyreek Hill in terms of overall volume of the offense. I still think Tyrell is going to be their deep threat, their deep crossing pattern guy, and a guy who's better at yak than almost any other player in the league. So I think you like he, him that much more than Mike Williams. Yes, uh, I'm on board with that. Like. Bringing up Tyrell Williams, he was the only other wide receiver that I'm looking at probably in this range. Um, someone like Tyrell Williams is being faded more and more as uh, we get closer and closer to the season because of someone like Mike Williams, and then you have Keenan Allen out there. There's so many targets, and people think Tyrell's not going to repeat. I still think we could wait at wide receiver a little bit just because of the other names below. Yeah, them. your boy right there, maybe uh, pretty uh, a mean, little bit. Zay Jones and Robert Woods is a wide receiver one Love for that. his team. Um, guy like Mike Wallace is number one wide receiver for his team that brings some speed, touchdown upside. Boomer so, Bus pick and Dachshund or White, I'm not scared of that either. But. Yeah. I mean, we've already got the projectable targets. Yeah. What, we could do anything at wide receiver. So I think we focus in at the one running back position. 
Uh, I don't. I don't think we should be doubling up at tight end or QB right now, especially. But so here's what I'm feeling at running back, and it's not Paul Perkins. I think I would go Matt Forte. Just because another, there's a another solid, a solid serviceable guy. Go ahead. There, just Matt Forte. If Bilal Powell's a 200 touch guy, that still leaves another 200 touches for Matt Forte to take. And we know he's a serviceable, you know, receiving weapon should they call on him for it, even though they used Bilal Powell more in that role last year. But we also saw him sort of carry the load early in the season. Maybe they maybe they spread it out more, and maybe he gets 15 touches a game. And I think at this point, it's hard to pass that up for me. Yeah, that, 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 look, that's exactly what I was saying earlier. And not to mention that... What if this whole like screen that Bilal Powell is going to be guy? What if that actually doesn't occur? What if it's still like? What if Matt Forte gets gets some really good drives and runs in? They're going to keep you know handing it to him. They're going to keep you know until until he stop running, man. Until he can't do it anymore because that's what's happened in the past. And Bilal Powell comes in and swoops the carries. So we, there's still a chance Forte could be a workhorse. It could be. I mentioned this, I, I believe it was on our running back show a few weeks ago, where you guys have kind of sold me and opened my eye into the third down running back over the years. You know, definitely Stag Party is big on the third down back. Still scores fantasy points, and I was always trying to get a three down back or whatever. It, maybe the flip side is maybe if Bill Powell, when he's really getting the share of the load, maybe he's just not... As, as, as good of a back and he can't really do as much with it so then he's not as great on drives like you said and Forte gets more opportunities so I like the Forte and to be honest if we do that we are sitting there with a pretty sound team we've got a great foundation in our two starters which we all think are top two tier guys uh, in Devonta Freeman and LaShawn McCoy and then we got uh, guys that are a little bit more savvy and older and Frank Gore who's on a good team and he's, uh, he's going to be there all the games and we think for the same with Forte been a little more banged up lately but I like the Forte call and then we then from there on out we can kind of really make some, some boom or bust shoot for the stars kind of picks um, Absolutely, I, I like Forte here. I'm, I'm okay. on board with that. Let's do it. Let's do Forte. So wow, that's a uh, that's a that's a solid little um, solid back-to-back running back situation. A lot of a lot of fantasy points between those guys in their career for us. Matt Forte off the board with our ten. So following Forte here, let me run through these names that are coming off the board. Um, so there goes Paul Perkins and James White, like I was mentioning. Jamal Charles, Tyrell Williams, Jeremy Macklin, Dion Lewis. Kenny Stills, Kevin White, Rashad Perriman, who is going off before Mike Wallace, Thomas Rawls, and Elvin Kamara. They're talking about some fresh legs and the opportunity that they're, that's there in New Orleans. And look uh, who's still around. Yeah. Woods and your Tyrell. Well, Tyrell, or Tyrell got taken. He did get taken. Yeah. Oh, sorry. But look but who's available, though. The, Kenny, Britt, Robert Woods. Guys that are still wide. Look your car still around. Hold on. Bell, Bell day. Let me finish out. Uh, so uh, there's 12 more or 11 more players here taken in the 11th round. Then Adam Thielen, Sterling Shepard, some good target guys there, depending what's going to be going on with it, with the Giants. Uh, Duke Johnson, Jay Stu, Rex Burkhead, uh, Malcolm Mitchell, Jeremy Hill. So he, he we just missed him by a few picks. Cameron Bray, John Braun, John Ross, and Mike Williams. So some rookies back to back and. Some late, late, late value possibly there in Arizona if John Brown can become that wide receiver too, which I don't think he can be. But 
you got that upside. You got it's a cheap enough price. All right, so stag party. You like a candy Brit? Obviously, in your projections, you found that he's going to be um, bringing some magic to the table. Um, Especially like if Josh Gordon doesn't come back, like. Corey Coleman and Kenny Britt are going to have a buttload of targets. What are the odds that, that, that Josh Gordon comes back? I and have no fucking at, idea. You're MFL 10, so people taking a chance on him? Yeah, everyone is. I haven't taken any because I have, I'm have. i done with it. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's volatile every time. And at the same time, it's a little stressful. he's been out for two seasons. You know, it's just like, you don't know what you're going to get. We're, we're still living off the hype in the season that he had, like, in 2014. And the thing about Josh Gordon is he may not even, you know, the Browns may bring him in but not play him, or they might release him, and no teams are going to want to pick him up. It's, I think it's a mess to avoid. It's going to avoid. Someone like Kenny Britt is going to be a great value, and I think we can anticipate that. And another name I mentioned earlier, the Brashad Perriman went off the board before Mike Wallace. Mike Wallace is also a great value here. I think he's, he's still technically the wide receiver one there in Baltimore, Joe Flacco. Uh, him and Joe Flacco clicked really well last year. A lot of people put, put Wallace down, and Wallace continued to uh, provide uh, receptions. Basically, Mike Wallace had one bad year in the NFL. Yeah, that's true. So in seven, and he's a touchdown guy. In seven of eight seasons, he's been a top forty PPR receiver, uh, and we're getting him. You know what? Fifty six, sixty wide receiver, sixty price you right like now. Him more than Woods. I do like it more than Woods. I don't trust Jared Goff as far as he could throw a football, which isn't very cool. <laughs> I believe in someone called Cooper Cup, though, too. Oh, my fuck so. Oh, my God. Stag Party hates fucking The company. Oh, my God. Oh. Stag Party, you better be Cooper Cup for Halloween. Next season. Like, you got, you I if I want to dress up as an ugly, unathletic white dude, I would. <laughs> like, I just stay myself. Cooper Cup couldn't have fallen in a more ideal situation for Cooper I Cup. I would. I do. <laughs> We'll look forward to it. October can't come soon enough. So that I'm between. Hey, we got we got a summer. Let's enjoy the summer. Yeah, come on. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Weather. Let's enjoy the summer. I thought that week's over. <laughs> <laughs> so, exactly. So in my opinion, we got three wide receiver ones left on their teams. So we've got Kenny Britt, Robert Woods, and Mike Wallace. I think right here, Kenny Britt is the guy. I, or Mike Wallace. Like, I have a hard time deciding right here. I, I think Kenny Britt... Well, we get two pick, so, we get two picks here. So I, we can either take Kenny Britt and Mike Wallace, Kenny Britt and Robert Woods, or we can take Robert Woods and Mike Wallace. Or then we we're real take, deep at wide receiver. Then we can take... Yeah, then we're awesome. Or we can take Derek Carr and the kicker. What? We, prob- <laughs> we probably don't need to go two wide receivers. But here's the thing. Do we really think Kenny Britt is a safer option... Than Mike Wallace, I, I have a hard time believing that because n- now that we have a f- you know fully healthy Corey Coleman again, the quarterback situation is still really kind of crazy there in Cleveland. We know Joe Flacco is going to bring the table. He's going to bring us four thousand yards. I take it back. I agree with you. Yeah, and I agree with Mike that. Wallace, he's going to continue to get fed because that we saw that trust relationship uh, start off last year and it's going to continue. We don't know what's happening with Britt in Cleveland. Um, sure, Brashad Perriman is going to take some looks. He's he's also healthy, but. Mike Wallace, that's model of consistency. He's in the same in the same place there in Baltimore with the same quarterback. Safe play. I know we're looking for upside these later. So Wallace is our first one? I like Wall I like a Wallace. I think Wallace has upside and he's still you know, young safe, too. Safe, projectable outcome. For the price. He's a young, he's a young eight going into his eighth year or ninth year player. 
I mean, we're, we're talking at the end of the 11th round, uh, you know, so that's, that's 130 picks, uh, you know, we, we can find someone like Mike Wallace and get that kind of production. I'm down with that. Mike Wallace, the pick. Boom. Every single one of our bye week players have a week 11 bye. It's <laughs> like that last year. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Alright, so it looks like we, we can fill in. Alright, so we still have a defense and a kicker, and we have two bench slots to fill here. So, typically, in a one quarterback league, I would not take a second quarterback, uh, especially if it's only 12 teams. With someone like Marcus Mariota, if we waited really deep for a quarterback and had someone like, uh, you know, someone like a Carson Wentz who isn't very good. And you wanted that uh, that other mediocre backup just in case things go sour. You can get a second quarterback, but when it's Derek Carr, it's night. It I think that so that was the segue he was oh, making. Okay, good, good. good. <laughs> so that, right when I started talking, I said, oh, "That's probably what he's going." For. Surprisingly, <laughs> someone like Derek Carr is still on the board. Who's going to give you a that's quarterback an easy pick one? for me? Exactly, and we don't know. Marcus Mariota could re-aggravate his injury. His his ankles can shatter. Who knows? Uh, or he y'all, y'all say that. Or Marcus Mariota <laughs> can, can play so fucking awesome that his head explodes, you know, because his, it starts swelling because he's so awesome. And here's another thing. <laughs> and we this is not, this, yeah, this is a mock, so you can't do this, but and I do this all. I have I go early on a quarterback, and people are always surprised. There's some leagues in some years where in situations like this, I've got a quarterback, two of them before, and I don't go too high on them before someone's got even one. Because sure. I'm willing to trade them. Someone like them yeah, at the end of the, the season starts, one of their guys get hurt, or they drafted a shitty quarterback, and they realize they got uh, uh, just a, uh, a wealth at running back or wide receiver. Amen, dude. I can't start both these guys. I'll trade what your your advantage, which I need, or I need that depth. Take them. So Derek Carr, that's pretty amazing. We 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 were. Basically, going, we were thinking about the seventh uh, or eighth round. Yeah, we were thinking about <laughs> taking it when we took Mariota. Uh, I don't know; it's not a great interface to go back and look at it. But so we're going to take Derek Carr. I like that. The difference between any of these wide receivers that we're going to take, I think we're still going to be able to get that kind of value here. I'm going to take a guess and say that Kenny Britt's going to be available for us next <laughs> round. No, highly doubt it. If Derek Carr was up here when we took Mariota, remember that? Kenny Britt's going to go off here at at 12.02. Okay, we're going Derek Carr, so we took our second quarterback. So we got the next pick. Boom. (laughs) Dun 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 dun. Charge. Dun 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 dun. (laughs) Charge. Alright, so. Alright, so we're locked down with quarterbacks, and 12.02 is. I like the way they delay it a little bit. I think that's the I think that's the ads. <laughs> oh, the tight end Doyle. Doyle. Oh, oh, Doyle rules. Center. Oh, it is the ads. You're right. Yeah. They, they get an ad. They try and get an ad on everything. They're geniuses. Well, usually if you use something like Adblock Plus, happens. yeah, it's usually that's that slow. So while we're doing these, we, we can start talking about the, the way, value that we're going to find. Talk one, let me do one thing. Sorry yeah. to interrupt you. Guys, do us a favor. Uh, go over to iTunes. Give us a five-star review. Give us a nice rating and a nice write-up. We haven't been getting many of those lately. It's probably because we haven't been asking for them. But check it out. Go to iTunes. Check out the Fantasy Football Fire Pyro Podcast. Hook us up with a review. It helps out our stature there. helps get us in the news and noteworthy kind of a world. So if you listen to our show and you haven't done it yet, we ask you to help support and represent for us. Go there and give us a nice review um, that we would really, really appreciate it. I'm disappointed. We took Derek Carr over Kirk Cousins. 
You are you don't you like Cousins more? Oh yeah. Oh, I I knew Cousins was available. Shit. We actually, I actually did not know either. Here's the thing about Kirk Cousins. Uh, the guy is playing on a one-year. He's got a one-year guy there uh, in uh, Terrell Pryor, too. And you just think that they're both going to be playing for a contract. They're going to be playing for some sick Cousins get paid regardless. He knows it. Here's the thing. But, I mean, the shitty thing is, what if he has an off year? But Kirk Cousins would have been a better pick than Derek Carr. I, I, totally I am agree. high as fuck on Derek Carr. I can't, and I love Cousins more than anyone in the world. I'm shocked that you guys are so low on Carr. I'm not shocked you're high on Cousins. Um, I think Cousins got a lot of new parts there. That's the, uh, that's the difference. Um, there's a lot of new, I mean, how awesome is Terrell Pryor versus some of the departures that have happened? One of them which is on our team and another one that went higher, Deshaun Jackson. But I love Cousins. Um, I think what we're seeing here is the reason why you can wait on the quarterback a little bit. Yeah, and, uh, and they all cars have the so of... much talent. I mean, there's no way that, that freaking bringing in. A, I like Marshawn Lynch for Derek Carr. I know that that's going to bring down some of his red zone touchdowns or whatever, but it's, it's just going to help him have to worry about something more uh, at, at coming out of that backfield. I think. Why are you so low on him? Just his overall volume. Adding Marshawn Lynch, he's been incredibly touchdown dependent. It's not like Derek Carr has thrown for four thousand yards in the league yet. He hasn't put up huge passing totals. Um, he, he he plays in the toughest division in football. Um, you know he plays Denver twice a year. Um, plays you know San Diego twice a year. You know the the people he plays on the schedule he, he aren't really easy. close to four thousand three nine three three. Missed I know, but still. Uh, okay, yeah. hey, but guys, look what happened. Here's what I want to check out. we were talking about is still around. Here's, here's one yeah, thing I want. want to look at real quick. So we, we're closing out the 13th round now. We just saw a, course, a few quarterbacks like Kirk Cousins, Tyrod Taylor, Eli Manning, Carson Wentz, uh, Blake Bortles, Andy Dalton are, all went off the board just these last two rounds. So at the end of the 13th round, worst case scenario, this is pretty much like the last moment you have before to get a quarterback. Let's see who we got left. All right, so Carson Palmer and Joe Flacco are there. Um, you guys got uh, some consistency guys like Sam Bradford or Alex Smith. You have some upside. Who knows what's going to no. happen in Houston with Deshaun Watson or, you know, what's Jared Goff going to do with some of his new uh, pieces. The thing is, they're still starting quarterbacks at the end of the 13th round. If you felt like waiting on your second quarterback, you know, this long, you can still find someone to fill in for that bye week. So, you know, don't... Everyone wants to freak out with quarterbacks, and I always say just just wait it out. Trust trust the system on the quarterbacks. It, it usually works out in the end. So maybe next time we'll take a real late quarterback and see how that turns out. Yeah, let's check it out. Um, so what do you like guys want to do? 13. What do you guys want to do here? Should we take Robert Woods, the guy that was in our discussion? Should we go defense or kicker? What do you guys? I, I think one of the one of the picks is going to be the Denver Broncos defense for me. Uh, we've got two of these picks in a row. I think they're your favorite defense. Yeah, I mean their ability to take away the ball and their ability to get pressure on the quarterback with Von Miller and other players. I love the Denver defense. Totally on board with that. We saw the Chiefs defense actually get taken just a couple picks ago. I have the Broncos. They're my favorite. Yeah, I, I like the Chiefs. I, the Chiefs are my, my my three. These top three are so close for me. The Broncos are two for me. I actually I'm I'm, I'm super on board still with the Houston Texans. They're, they're my number one uh, team defense, but we're looking at a very thin kind of gap between each of those three. In addition to that, 
they just added Carlos Henderson in the return game. I think that could be a huge, huge boon for the Denver Broncos special teams unit. Them, yeah, and that's why I love the Chiefs, is because they've got friggin' um, hell. You know, they, yeah. they're getting Tyreek, and because they've they've lo- they've literally won me a couple leagues over the last four years. The Chiefs, just because they seem to it, they do more pick sixes than anyone I can ever remember. Um, what do you guys? So so besides that, do you want to do you want to go let's with the take Woods Denver. or do you? Okay, we'll take Denver. Let's look at our roster construction. Though. All right, we went I two. like going. I like all the kickers are there. I mean, getting the top tier, which they should be. If we're going into the the second and Ooh, I almost said rounds. Darren Sproles with the change of the page. <laughs> um, you know, wait on your defensive kickers to to the last cup t- two or three rounds, unless you're like us and you're kicking off. Or closing out the thirteenth round, and you still have one of those top three defenses. Take him one round early, and uh, to kind of see, uh, kind of get ahead in that uh, tier drop. So it looks like we made a pick selection. Well, it's it's running real slow. So yeah, we got some a uh, little bit of lag. Some lag going on here. Definitely was not the pick. So D Rex was lobbying this whole time for Carson Palmer <laughs> as our third quarterback. <laughs> But, uh, and he tried to sneak one by us, but we're really going to go probably uh, Denver defense here. So I've been watching that all or nothing, man. <laughs> so I'm jacked on Carson. So at running back, we have four of them. We've got LaShawn McCoy, Javonta uh, Freeman, who are locked in the studs. we got Frank Gore and Matt Forte, who are old studs. Or, you know, how many wide receivers do we have? We've got... Mike Wallace, we got Pierre Garcon, and then we got our three starters in Larry Fitzgerald, Michael Crabtree, and Demarius Thomas. So we could add a team's wide receiver one in Robert Woods, which sounds great, but the depth at running back is so much different. I'm going to go for a guy that we just hope can hit. Uh, I know who you're going to go. Green Bay running back. You want that Aaron? You want Aaron? I probably would not take Aaron Jones in a redraft league. Marlon Mack to back up our uh, our. Uh, I don't like Marlon Mack enough, I, but a guy like Dante Foreman or Joe Williams, you know, young guys I think could have roles, or Terrence West, a guy who could potentially lead the Baltimore backfield. All what those. About guys, your guy, what about your little love affair with this guy? Zay Zay. I'm not going to I don't we need, need a fifth one. wide receiver no. or sixth wide receiver. I love Zay Jones too. I've been I've been pushing that cat the this seems like the whole offseason. But the State Party brought up two two running backs that were my my eyes were on both of them, which included some someone like Deonta Foreman, who they've already said could be uh, getting into Lamar Miller's carries because we saw Lamar Miller break down a little bit and Deontay Foreman is capable. So, Or who knows if something happens to Miller or they throw uh, Foreman there on the goal line. Who knows? But someone I did like a little better, surprisingly, is Terrence West. Baltimore didn't bring anyone else in, and they got rid of, uh, um, well, uh, Kenneth Dixon is out for the first four games. So if we see Terrence West play really well at least at least half of those games, there's no reason why they're just going to push him aside and be like, all right, Dixon, it's all yours now. Not if Terrence West is running yards and scoring touchdowns. He's got he's going to be the, the lead running back for at least four weeks, and he could continue uh, to play the rest of the season with that upside. I'll leave this one up to you guys. Just give me one of, in one of our next uh, drafts uh, here, a late a late round uh, go, and we'll compare and contrast all of it. Whatever you guys think. I like the Woods. I get that it's a lot of wide receivers. 
I like the idea of one of those Green Bay guys. I like um, your Houston boy as well. But whatever you want. West is a good, it's a good call. West is a start. I mean, West is a starter, at least for the first four weeks. So I understand that. Here's also something to consider. We only have two picks left, right? Yeah. And we need a kicker. Well, we can make this a little easier on ourselves and take probably the top kicker here and wait to the very last pick to make our dart throw. All right. I like that. We have our like starters. We have, we have our... I don't care enough. Yeah. We, ha- we have our depth. I want to say Justin Tucker over Stephen Gaskowski. I totally fine. agree. Justin right, Tucker is... We've got, we, 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 we got a heavy ball to our team. I'm down with it. Um, I would normally lobby against taking you know a kicker not at the last round, but in our case, we are picking... No, we actually... We will be picking last because it looks like there's only 15 rounds. Mm-hmm. So let's let's save our dart throw. Let's not get the the last kicker available. Let's let's make, get our kicker now and make our dart throw with one of these upside guys, sure. whether it be running back or wide receiver. Last. Our team, and as Stags pointed out earlier, by week in 10 and 11, we are uh, we've got a, we're going to have an interesting uh, interesting void. Uh, something to consider, maybe a little more next time. But nope. dust, no, nope, <laughs> not don't care. Uh, Justin Tucker on our team. Um, as you can hear, oh, that was my knee. Um, all right, let's see what's going on. Trying to get some advertising in here. Are they going to make any of our decisions a little easier? Seahawks D, my Carson Palmer. I think we're going to see a lot of defenses start rolling right here after the Chiefs and Broncos. The Seahawks go, uh, Cardinals defense goes. I wonder how far that Texans defense is going to go. There, there it goes, go. right, right behind there. So we're going to start seeing these teams picking up their defense and their kickers with these last couple of picks, which is the standard you'll see in most leagues. So, and, and, you know, there's a very thin gap between a lot of these defenses. Just whichever one you like more, just take them. There's, you know, don't, don't stress out too much about it. You're going to get production. You're going to get some sacks on, on some of these sack-heavy uh, teams. You're going to get some low points scored against... Uh, teams like the Patriots or even the Giants, even who, who improved their defense. Uh, but it looks like we're coming at the end of the 14th round. All but two picks were defenses. You know what? As this, uh, yeah, it is. As this uh, computer's picking before we go into our last pick and discuss this, and then uh, we can segue. Uh, you know, let's just wait until the end, and then we'll do our uh, our, our Bill Payne segue. So we're seeing you, you like a Bryant from what I'm you like a, out of the kickers. Let's talk kickers a little bit. I know it's in the least sexy nope. position. You you who do you, who are the kickers you like this this season? I like Matt Bryant as a kicker. I uh, Justin Tucker, of course, Gaskowski. Um, someone like Steve Hoshka kind of makes me wonder, hey, how's he gonna play in Buffalo where those elements are a lot worse. I think he's going to be drafted as an early kicker because of his name and everyone's probably still going to assume he plays for Seattle, which that is no longer the case, people. He's now a Bill and we saw what happened. Uh, I'm taking Blair Walsh as my top kicker. Top kicker Blair Walsh. So you think Minnesota's going to get a lot of these probably field goals? Or I'm thinking Seattle will like Stephen Hoshka. Remember Blair Walsh got cut and then he ended up signing in Seattle. <laughs> look, look at me. I'm saying that don't forget. Don't forget, Gypsy. Very few leagues. I don't think I've maybe in one league with kickers nowadays. Uh, uh, I'd avoid it if I could. Yeah. We would still have the ability to take Robert Woods. <laughs> I don't know if I could pass that. The I thing is, like, like, we'd have Robert Woods, and I couldn't cut him because he's Robert Woods, and he's the Rams number one. 
I also like a guy like Darren Sproles. I think he can catch a boatload of passes. I don't know what else is going to happen in that team. But Terrence West, my problem with Terrence West is our team should be good at the early point of the season with LaShawn McCoy and Devonta Freeman. That way, you know, four weeks in, you know, if we can't deal Terrence West, we're stuck with them and he, he's, he's dead for us. Um, it's, it, this is a real tough We can also throw. handcuff. Um, I know uh, D-Rex, D-Rex is a huge fan of Marlon Mack. I'm not as much, but if we're talking about like these guys wearing down, we could probably assume that Frank Gore is going to wear down at some point. Should. We, we've seen him kind of surprise us before. I think Marlon Mack's for the doctor order for the, for the, for the Colts. If he's, if he's a year old, I, I like his I think he's in the right spot for his career. Um, I don't know. I think it's hard always to be a rookie and, and come and be Johnny jump on the scene and be awesome. But what about the Oakland backfield situation? Jalen Rashard or DeAndre Washington? You don't know which one's getting it, so you don't want to mess with it. Ne- neither of them. No, just because of the situation where, like you just said, I'm pretty sure it's gonna be Rashard, but I, I don't think they're gonna stop using Washington. Uh, I'd rather just leave it alone, and because there's better mid or late running back value around there where you don't have to take those guys. Someone like you know what about Shane Vereen, the unsexiest pick of the draft. But he's behind one of the unsexiest RB ones for a team. I don't want him. I'd rather get Gravel Woods. You know, so I mean, it really it really depends. I, I think our wide receiver depth is really good with Garcon and Wallace there as a uh, flex or a bench. Therefore, I would even try, I'm not even a fan of him, but maybe handcuffing Mac because we don't know if, is, is he going to turn into the guy. There's a lot of hype what, what if he's ridiculous and then all of a sudden... I know, also don't think he's also going to last this long in, in, in typical that. leagues. I think people are going to probably already be jumping on board. This is a dart throw. I'd take the dart throw of Joe Williams over Marlon Mack, but I will concede this pick. Yes, thanks. Well, the only problem, the only reason why I would say we we don't, we should maybe not do it, is he's another eleven guy. Who cares? Okay. <laughs> it doesn't uh, matter because Lashawn McCoy and Freeman aren't aren't, aren't on a bye week eleven. You know, you can always work yeah, around these yeah. things. Okay, so Mac or Woods? <sighs> Mac for sure. All right, I doesn't like matter. it. I like yeah. it. That's, I, it's I, an I upside. It. It's, yeah, so. it's, it's an upside pick. It. What if this guy's fuck is the dopeness? Um, uh, you, you sit well, and you look at another option I, that I would have liked to, if we had more picks down, and I'm, it's good to see is what we talked about with Houdini a couple days ago. Is those two running backs from Green Bay. Yeah, one one was taken. Jamal Williams was off. Was the Williams taken? Aaron, Aaron Jones was still around. And that's the guy you like more. Yep. Yep. Uh, All right, we're taking Marlon Mack. Marlon Mack it. is the pick. Marlon Mack. So here's our team in in uh, review. We are going to go down by, not by our pick, or should we go by pick? No, from, we, from the 12th slot, so we, we should point it out. Oh, there. here we go. There we go. Oh, it, 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 we get old draft the, board. Yeah, we get a draft board. Um, so one thing I need to do, hold on, give me a second. So we selected, uh, you know, a diverse array of We got of an A. 96 yeah, we, out of 100. <laughs> that means our team's going to fucking blow. You know how that works. <laughs> Uh, we, we selected a wide array of players from different teams and offenses. We weren't too heavy on one offense. We did seem to get a very, very high catch projection out of our wide receivers after not drafting one. 
uh, till the thir- third round. I also think that our running backs have very high catch floors, that they can both see 40 or 50 catches easy next season. Uh, the rest of our bench has talent and you know uh, opportunity. I think it's a good balance of players. So that's just my general feelings on it. Yeah, uh, no, that like I said, c- catching value at those later round wide receivers is worth is worth it. Uh, taking those running backs early before that value drops off, I think that's the way to go this year at least. Um, and not to mention, I'm trying to think about where exactly I was trying to go with this. Oh yeah, we only Sorry. took one one um, one rookie. Rookie fever is in, in full force. There's going to be these guys who are going to want all the rookies because that's all they're hearing about, and they're just expecting like the perfect scenario for some of these rookies. We waited to the very last pick of the draft to take a rookie, and we don't have a lot of like rookie volatility. It's really risky taking a, I'm going to say rookie one more time, uh, year one. Ricky? A Ricky? So, um, yeah, just uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll leave this one open. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Let's uh, take a break, listen to this, pay some bills, and thanks. All right, thank you. Well, we built a championship team there going from the 12 slots, and now we're going to do our second draft. And on this one, we're going to do a standard league. We want to give you guys a couple of different views and our conversation standpoint, and we're going to be drafting from the seventh pick. In this one. So again, we're on Fantasy Pros Draft Wizard. We're going to the mock drafting and we're starting a draft. Boom. All right, so just kicking off this draft, uh, we see a similar thing that we saw uh, last uh, draft. David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell, and Ezekiel Elliott went off one, two, and three. Then we saw Antonio Brown, Julio Jones, and then a fourth running back, which I'm surprised went this early. I probably would have considered him there. Uh, LaShawn McCoy there at one. 106. So, I mean, this puts us in a position where we could go either way. We There's there's studs uh, available for wide receivers, and, you know, actually, you should probably go wide receiver. <laughs> there's a tier one wide receiver yes. left. It's probably Odell Beckham somehow still on the board. And even if you look at the downside of them adding Brandon Marshall and Evan Ingram to this offense. No brainer. It's still Odell Beckham, and we've seen his ability just dominate uh, whenever he's sort of called upon, and when he's not getting called upon, he'll call upon himself and tell fucking Eli Manning to throw him a goddamn ball. (laughs) No, no, Uh, yeah, I'm actually surprised because... Typically, I think what what a lot of us and you guys will see as well at that 106, o- Odell Beckham Jr. probably would have went right there, and we would have made an argument probably at 17 for Lashawn McCoy or Mike Evans or Melvin Gordon or an AJ Green. I mean, so I mean they made this decision really easy on us, and hell, you might get that lucky too. So I mean, it's 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 a a no brainer. It's an automatic pick. Let's, in my let's discuss AJ Green versus Mike Evans a little bit, just because there's We're prob- not gonna get to there's probably it. not going to be an opportunity for us to do that. So if you had the eighth pick in this draft, you'd probably be looking at those two wide receivers. Each have their upsides. We saw Mike Evans dominate in terms of yardage and catches last season, but we also saw him really slow down in the second half. Uh, we saw that offense as a whole really slowed down. 
sort of pull back the reins on Jameis Winston and go with more of a balanced, run-heavy approach. And that scares me for Mike Evans, especially if their defense is going to be improved at all. You know, he's not going to be out there chasing, getting 13 targets a game if they're going to play it a lot closer to the best. And they added O.J. Howard, who everyone thinks is going to be uh, is the best tight end from the draft class, whether he's going to be great. Uh, year one, it, 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 catching is going to eat into the opportunities on Evans, and you've got Sean Jackson there as well. I agree. Um, I'm, I'm more of an A.J. Green guy, and Evans was Evans was the best last year, but he came in, he came in a second round, mid-second round value, and he, he hadn't seen his best yet. This year, people are going to draft high, career year beware kind of, where I think A.J. Green is... is Everything's there for him. You got Mike Ross. You got uh, Ross is there now to just open the top of it. I mean, absolutely. I mean, I've been practicing what I'm about to preach right now. Um, in all in front my of the NFL mirror? tens, no. In, in, in all in all my drafts that I've, I've, I've taken care of this offseason so far, I have been taking AJ Green uh, above Mike Evans more times than not. Um, I, 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 right. I I think Jameis Winston is a a quarterback that has a lot of issues that are kind of masked due to his short dump-offs and kind of uh, raises his completion percentage. I think the adding someone like Deshaun Jackson is going to you know, hurt Mike Evans somewhat. And you have O.J. Howard, so they might be running a lot of t- two tight end sets we might see as well. So he might even lose a lot of those touchdowns. The thing is, A.J. Green, a healthy A.J. Green can easily be, without a doubt, the number one wide receiver at season's end. There's no doubt in my mind that he has, has it in him. And I think to get him here, um, even, even with someone like Andy Dalton, who he's very comfortable with, I think it's a safe play. I love the upside of A.J. Green even more so than Mike Evans at the same price. So I would take A.J. Green more times than not over Mike Evans. Just to interject here, take Odell Beckham over both of them. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> Which is what we're going to do. And we take Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah, Odell, I think we're all very happy at the seven where we got one of, fucking, in our opinion. I'm dancing. Yeah, in, in, we got one of the top six so, guys. So now so. in the middle of the round, you have the opportunity when it comes it back around. A lot of you right. can do a lot of different things. The guys who came off the board out after Odell Beckham, Mike Evans, A.J. Green right there, the next two. Then Jordan Howard, Melvin Gordon, Jay Ajayi. We saw Jordy Nelson, Des Bryant, DeAndre Hopkins, T.Y. Hilton, and Michael Thomas start off the third round. A run of five wide receivers to start off that second round. And this is pretty atypical. Uh, we could go running back again and, and go with Devonta Freeman, who's again a RB2 you know, a second-tier player. Do you like DeMarco better than Freeman? No. I actually like him kind of close to each other. I like um, Freeman more. I like Freeman a lot, but I also like DeMarco Murray a whole lot. And I think he is a very important part, like Freeman in Atlanta, a very important part of the way Tennessee does things and the way Marcus Mariota, you know, manipulates his offense. <clears throat> um but if yeah, if we're looking for a running back one, I think Devontae Freeman is probably the safest floor, the safest play. Don't worry too much about Tevin Coleman. For the same reason, I wouldn't worry anything of you know, uh, with Demarco Murray and uh, drawing a blank guys here. Who? Uh, Murray and the other running back. Derrick oh, Henry. See Derrick Henry. See he, he doesn't even matter that much to me right now. Oops. A lot of people are like 
pushing these guys because of their counterparts. But let's I wouldn't do, go. Let's do a Freeman. I don't think yeah, I wouldn't go wide receiver, wide receiver. I would go. I think wide let's receiver. Let's maybe right in there. this draft we take the approach best guy available at each spot. Not try and construct based on a two-two. Go on a run. Let's like let, let's. Not that I'm saying we weren't that we weren't we were avoiding that in our previous draft, but let's just say. Look at each other every time. Who we think the best guy? Yeah, let's is. start firing him off. Devonta Freeman. We so Devonta Freeman is my tier two, only tier two player left at running back or wide receiver. Perfect. And a boom, we got him. Demarco Murray is like when we're talking about tier two. He's the end of my tier. Devonta three. Freeman is end two. of tier two. For me, Demarco Murray Seven. is start of tier three. Yep. So, I got to mark with the end of tier two at the moment, but <clears throat> he's he worries me a little bit. Um, all right, so let's go through and, and uh, I'll, I'll quickly mention who got drafted since um, since we went. Oh, that's right, we're not. We were in the middle. Um, okay, got it. Uh, after we picked Carlos Hyde, Demarco Murray, Lamar Miller, Leonard Fournette, uh, Amari Cooper, Brandon Cooks, Allen Robinson, Christian McCaffrey, Rob Gronkowski, Todd Gurley, Doug Baldwin, who was, I was kind of hoping would come back to us. And uh, Sammy Watkins. I, mean, I wanted ball. I wanted Baldwin back. No, Baldwin would have been great right here. I just want to interject one thing. Uh, th- this is the first year that we're seeing Rob Gronkowski falling. Typically, always until the at least the end of the second or start of the third round. It's it's great. You know, for all those people who are like, I will not take a, a tight end early when Rob Gronkowski. Rob Gronkowski is waiting for you there at what three o three. You take him. And especially, he's going off the board after Christian McCaffrey and Leonard Fournette, who are complete unknowns. And Crazy. for that, I'm going for my third. Valerix. No. Um, so, so what do we like? Let's look at our tiers and let's take our best pick available and just construct. I think we're on because that we got that gem in a. This team should be redonkulous. Um, what are you guys feeling right now? Are you wanting to wide second wide receiver, second running back? Do we take to the first quarterback? What do you want to do? There's something interesting uh, to consider with Tevin Coleman um, available as well. He's the kind of guy who won't probably make it uh, we back have, to us. We have exactly, but we see it year in and year out where it's going to be one or two of these guys or both of them together. Like They're both productive. I don't like that. No, no. Not that, I think that actually would be the one thing we could do to make this team not badass. <laughs> Ouch. But uh, he, that was a segue into the guy I was going to mention. We oh. talked about someone like Demarius Thomas, who's a, a great third-round value at the kind of targets and receptions he's going to get as a wide receiver, too. Or someone like Elshon Jeffrey is also available. Don't like and, you know, We're kind of in the same place where we, where we were before with Michael Crabtree or Jarvis Landry. So we're looking at these these guys that are receiving targets and who have a great floor and the upside as well. Personally, for me, on this draft, I think we grab, we go for the quarterback or the tight end and get the premier the premier value because we know that I mean our, if we grab even we grab Demarius, our next pick is that much lower than in a, we're in not we're doing standard here. So this is not you know we don't have those peak, those catches to reflect the difference. Where I think that I'd rather go at the top. QB, or we actually don't do that because we can. We still think we can get great quarterbacks we later. Okay, that's fine. So let's not go with the top quarterback. But let's. I can see a real good case for Aaron Rodgers right here. I, I'm, and I'm like, not. if it was one pick different, if somebody like 
uh, Sammy Watkins or Brandon Cooks fell, like a wide receiver that's a little bit yeah, higher I, I agree. than like, Demarius. Allen Robinson in the third round, I would have jumped all over. I but thought Baldwin I, might slip to us. Yeah. I, like, I don't want to jump on Demarius again as a wide receiver, too. When we know the upside, I can get Emmanuel Sanders for, you know, two, three rounds later. And that range of outcomes and standard is much less than it is in that PPR league. But also, this is the point where I really don't like taking a running back. Let's talk about the running backs that are on the board. C.J. Anderson, we talked about Jamal Charles being added to this offense. Spencer Ware, we talked about Kareem Hunt being added to that offense a little bit. And we think that they're both going to make impacts. Spencer Ware... uh, is a guy who I also think could have some upside, though, just because he was effective. And everybody's already writing Kareem Hunt into a big role. But <laughs> I, don't, I don't Everything love... Everything I read is Hunt, Hunt, Hunt. Is it, like, not everybody's always right, and coaches all, aren't always that quick with the trigger. Like, coaches will stick with older players just because they know what to expect. Yeah. I've been hard you got to earn it. you got to earn your way into getting reps. Same thing with like Jonathan Stewart there in Carolina. It's, it's the Christian McCaffrey show now, you know? Uh, that I agree with, except on like yeah. red zone work and like and, and things top he's clear. If he sticks with the team, though, up. like someone like Jonathan Stewart, there's there's no no doubt in my mind that he's going to get a lot of carries still. So I like, the, I like the Aaron Rodgers. Um, I like that pick because I just think we. I just think it, we, we should look at the construction of going with those top-tier guys. If you're going it. with the best player available right now and we're using our tiers, Aaron Rodgers is arguably quarterback one, but we can also wait a couple rounds to go Tom Brady I'll, or Andrew Luck. I'll leave, I'll leave that open to you guys. I'm fine with grabbing we, them. And we're in the middle of the round now, so we have a little bit more flexibility of when we can pounce. I just don't love any of the running backs. I don't love any of the receivers, and I think it's too early for Travis Kelsey. Yeah, I agree. So that like we're gonna get Kelsey in the next pick. I think we're gonna get Kelsey Maybe. in our next pick. Travis Kelsey is a very like favorable. I love that. People like, available that. guy yeah. right now as well. Uh, but the thing is, like we said, we know it's not PPR, which a lot of these tight ends are heavy on. But he's gonna score a lot of touchdowns as well. So but, what do you guys want to do? do we, you know, I think we all agree that we don't really the running back situation. Let's let's hold off. Uh, Stag party made a great case, I think, for Aaron Rodgers. Lynch? Uh, no, I, not, Lynch is actually my next running back in tears. Yeah, I mean he's my, he's right there with me too. I really like the case that you made, though. I know we we're, we we're going to wait on yeah. quarterbacks. We still have another draft to try after that, but we're at that that weird little bubble. It's kind of lousy all around everywhere except for quarterbacks. So we might as well. We tell ourselves we're going to take the best player available. Let's, Dude, let's just fire it off. It's kind of like that bubble when when I fire it before it pops. But it comes it's like, through the front. Go, I don't know. And then it pops. And it's just terrible. Oh, my God. It's garbage. Forever. No that's, one likes it. That sounds fucking trashy. Yeah, poor Daisy. She get, she pays me back well, though. Um, drafting Aaron Rodgers. You did mention Alshon Jeffrey. I don't Who like went him. next? I don't like Alshon Jeffrey, and I don't yeah, like. We're projecting his target share to be what it was in Chicago. Oh, Lynch went three before so, us. Yeah, I, I mean, you bring up Alshon Jeffrey. If there's a guy in Philadelphia that I'm liking at his price, it's probably Jordan Matthews. But I mean, that that, that I agree with that. I like the discussion. Matthews. Kelsey, we got our Kelsey. 
I mean, Travis Kelsey's a great round four tight end, but more so back end. Who are we passing on here? Let's see who's available for our wide receivers. Let's He's talk about who went off the board. We had Alshon Jeffrey, uh, Isaiah Crowell, Tom Brady went off the board a little quicker than expected. C.J. Anderson, Spencer Ware to finish off the third round. Demarius Thomas uh, started the fourth, then Andrew Luck, Marshawn Lynch, Tevin Coleman, and Mark Ingram. So now we're looking at... Do you guys like this view, or do you want me to make it a little bigger? Uh, 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 I like a lot of different players here now. Now that I don't have to take them in the third round. Now that, <laughs> now that it's the fourth round, it's like, I could take Travis Kelsey easily here. Easily. I could take... Uh, I don't know if I could take the next available... Wide receiver, no, Keenan Allen or Devontae Adams. I mean, I've never once paid for Keenan Allen, and I, I still don't think I could do it at the fourth round price. But I usually mean, he goes a round or two higher than this. Yeah. But remember, we're in that standard league right now. It's hard to project a thousand yard receiver. I, in, I think the, in uh, LA this year. I think this is one of those zones where looking at those wide receivers in standard from 18. The top 17 are gone from 18 to like 35 to 36. me. 36. Yeah, 36 to me are like, yeah. 36, Wide receiver two. 36 is the guy I think might like the most out of all of them. Which yeah. is Martavis Bryant. Which is Martavis yeah. Bryant. So I'd rather go with the, the top, my, a guy in the top tier for me in Kelsey who's, I think, got nowhere to go but up. Um, yeah. To- totally agree. I, I think uh, the fact that it's a standard league, we do have to continue to kind of fade these wide receivers a little bit more. And it seems like the AI is doing that as well. Only 17 <laughs> wide receivers are off the board, and we're in the fourth round. Um, so those running backs are a lot more vital to us. I know we, we, we picked up one. How many running backs are right now? So and I think we lost a lot of good guys there in the last uh, 12 picks that we missed out on. Are we passing on anyone? It doesn't seem like anyone's really worth a damn. They were looking at Eddie Lacy, maybe Tymo, Ty Montgomery, Joe Mixon. If it was PPR, I'd jump all in that ass for Ty Montgomery right now. (laughs) But it's a standard league. I have no idea how to project what his overall volume in the offense will be. The only guy who almost kind of flashes maybe a little something is Adrian Peterson if Mark Ingram were to get traded. So I do like the Travis Kelsey pick because I think running backs and tight ends, getting the top value at those positions for that touchdown upside as well is very important in standard league. I don't, I don't know if Travis Kelsey has a touchdown upside. I mean, his career high in touchdown is five. Alex Smith's going to throw, what, 22 touchdown passes tops? Seems like he always I, I gets those opportunities. I don't disagree. I think, he could, I think he could go – he's in that range. could go up a couple. He could be right where he is. But don't you think he's going to be a 1,000-yard receiver again? And I, I do. I think he's I can't guarantee that, now with them having a capped offense, having a healthy Jeremy Macklin, having Tyree Kill – you know, <laughs> so what do you want? What do you want to do? I like the idea of taking a Kelsey just because my tears tell me to do that. But um, I'm open to I'm open to anything. I'd, I'd probably lean Devontae Adams just because I think he has a lot more touchdown upside than Travis Kelsey. Uh, I, I think he could continue to grow in this offense, and we saw him leave opportunities on the board. Absolutely for Green Bay last season. Plus, we get the double dip with the Aaron Rodgers. And we get to be a power in numbers team. 
And if we see Jordy Nelson starting to kind of uh, fade out a little bit, that's more. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm I a little biased against him as well. No, I, okay. I do not like you guys, Adams. You guys just out, have outvoted me, so. No, I, no, I do no, not no, like Devontae Adams. I'm trying to discuss so. it quickly. I, 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 I like. I had him on my team last year, and he's fucking a big difference maker. Um, I just feel like what I just said. I feel like if we went Kelsey, I feel like we'll be able to get Martavis with our next pick. Or Larry Fitz and then Artavis, and I feel better with that than I'm, I'm. I'm. I'm thinking ahead. I'd rather lock down a Kelsey right now and say, "All right, I got the number one, a top guy in a position," which means we essentially, in many people's eyes, got ODB is a is a top one is a one wide receiver. We got a, a top one maybe behind Gronk tight end, and we got. Pretty much definitive, most people think one. Uh, let's just do it, and I think we're going to be able to get a, discuss some great wide receivers next round. You're down? Yep. Holla for dollar. Thanks, fellas. Kelsey. Very soon, we're going to be kind of desperate for a, a running back. Wow, look at this team, dude. Drafted Kelsey. Right now, we got Aaron Rodgers, Devonta Freeman, Odell Beckham, and Travis Kelsey through four rounds. That is butter. Uh, what do you guys want to... Uh, oh, it's kind of still going, so... Devontae Adams is the next pick. Uh, good call by Stag Party. Crabtree went after that. Keenan Allen, Drew Brees, Jordan Reed. Last pick of the fourth round was Julian Edelman. Greg Olson was the first of the fifth. Jarvis Landry, Terrell Pryor, Eric Decker, Eddie Lacy, Stephon Diggs. And I love what just happened all around. And plus, you know, we just saw two more tight ends go. So we, we either created a run or, at, at best, we didn't we didn't miss out on some top talent. Uh, where are you guys thinking you right want to take now, this? Right now, it's back to pretty receiver. easy for me. I'd go Emmanuel Man Sanders. Sanders. He's got pretty similar target projection. Uh, his catches might be a little lower, but his yardage projection and touchdown market share should be pretty similar to that of Demarius Thomas, who went two rounds earlier. Uh, I, I definitely like him. You but like him more than Larry? I, I, or, I do or like him more just because of the PPR aspect. Like, but it's not, oh, I know. Oh, yeah, yeah, now yeah, that yeah. we're removing got it, got it got, okay, like, okay. I think you know, Emmanuel Sanders sense. get yeah. more yards, get more touchdowns, but I think Larry's going to catch totally a, makes a sense. significant number more passes. Emmanuel will be my guy. Martavis, I feel like we can wait one more round. All right, let's do it. But then we're going to have to do a lot of dart throws at running back, back if we don't take one now or next round. Well, what do you, I mean, what, let's look, before we do anything, let's look at our running back options and see. Uh, I want best, I want the best player. I think our team is ridiculous, so let's keep taking the best guy we think. And if you think it's Emmanuel, we still need our second wide receiver, so that's great. But we also still need our second running back. So who's who's better out of these running backs than the wide receiver? Who makes our best freaking team? Well, once again, I think it's Frank Gore. Uh, I think it's going to give us a great, consistent floor. It doesn't have that ceiling, but it... A great running back for a standard league, I would say. You know he's not going to get those receptions. Um, Ty Montgomery is still interesting as well. I still think that backfield's his until he fucks it up. I mean, and, and to be playing in an offense that's going to be running a lot of plays. Same thing with Indianapolis. Um, so, but someone like Frank Gore, like State Party mentioned, 
could be available in next round and taking some of these dart throws. Frank Gore wouldn't be a dart throw. I mean, I, and I could see him being there 12 picks later. I think we did Frank Gore. I want to kind of change it up. I would also, weird, but I also think I'd rather go for a little bit of upside still here with our other guy because we saw and we know that we can grab three ish running backs a little deeper and, and have at least one of them be slow and steady. I think Joe Mixon gets interesting here. I agree with that. I mean, his ability. I don't. In the third round last in the last draft, maybe fourth, but yeah, I agree. Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah, I, I really like his. I, we can project targets for him. We can project rushing for him. I just don't know if we can project a giant touchdown total for him. But people are saying, beat reporters in Cincinnati are saying that he, from day one, is going to get 15 to 18 touches in this offense because they are done with Jeremy Hill. Now, of course, that's coming from a coach's mouth. We know what you can do with coach speak. That, that's the scary part is they can sort of – there's enough running backs there to where they can eat into each other. But if they're going to make a concerted effort to get this guy the ball early, it's interesting. But he's off your board, so I'm going to Emmanuel Sanders. But, hey, we're mocking. And to be honest, and this is why you mock because he is very interesting to me here. And I'd say just like upside and the what if between Emmanuel Sanders and a Joe Mixon knowing we need one or the other – to me, it's a no-brainer given the quarterback situation, given that he is a wide receiver too. I think Mixon, if they're going to draft that guy and take on that headache from the fan base, from people uh, rioting or, or you know protesting or whatever, they're playing him. They're not sitting this guy on the bench. From day one, they want people to shut up and be like, yeah, he might be a dickhead, but look at how great he is on the field. Like, okay, he's pretty good on the field. We're fine with him. For sure. I like the Mixon take, and it should be heavily considered because if we don't take Mixon, there's a good chance he gets taken off the board. And we're kind of left in a similar bubble that we had uh, last. I mean, yeah. Matt Forte could be there, but we want, we're talking about upside. We need a starting running back. And I remember we, how late we got Forte. Yeah, are we, are we really going to pass on running back right here and assume that any of these players below? Uh, Joe Mixon here, our starter worthy? What do you think? I like the Mixon I mean, ball, but wide receiver is so deep that I know I can get some. Yes. I just think the difference between have... Mixon and, like, Mixon still has RB1 upside. Emmanuel Sanders might have wide receiver one upside, but so does Martavis yeah. and Richard Matthews and guys who are still wide receiver ones. Hell, for their Golden Tate has the opportunity to be that guy. Exactly. Well. Good draft mix. We're, we're doing mixing. That's this is a dynamic as hell team that is every week. Athletic scaring the crap out of your opponent. Joe Mixon, you white beater. You're a dick face, but we're still taking you. Not a white beater. A, a young beater. high school. He, yeah, he's, he's a beater. I like that pick, boys. All right, this is aggressive. Um, so we took a mix in, and you know what? As these picks are going on, let's take a minute to listen to uh, one of our sponsors. Thank you. All right, so the picks are coming in, and it looks like we got a Ty Montgomery went after us. Um, the ninth spot in the fifth round was Golden Tate, Emmanuel Sanders, Dante Moncrief, Devontae Parker. So uh, we ended that round with a bunch of uh, solid but right in that same zone wide receivers. And then we went with the Matt, they, uh, someone took Matt Ryan, Tyler Eifert, Larry Fitzgerald, Jimmy Graham, and Marcus Mariota. 
Um, so, I'm liking what we've got on the on the flip side. I'm really liking the mix and call at this point. Yeah, because we, we're actually left with some really nice looking wide receivers right here. I'm a little disappointed, maybe happy that Larry Fitzgerald was just taken because we picked him last round. We could talk about someone different, but someone like Brandon Marshall still available on the board. To, oh, actually, that won't work out because we have Odell Beckham Jr. as a wide receiver one. So, someone like Deshaun Jackson is a very interesting play, in my opinion. Um, he's got that, that big play capability. You don't have to worry about him in, you know, it's non-PPR, so you know he's not going to get a whole bunch of receptions. But he's going to get targeted a lot, and they're going to send him towards the end zone often. This screams off the page to me. My, my team already took... <laughs> A guy who's an asshole, and I might as well take a stoner. <laughs> yeah, who's exactly. the freaking nature. This one, there's this guy's name. It's literally like coming out, and it's just like now this team on any given week can literally score 200 points. What, like we've been team. talking about the entire show, and now it's yeah. finally going to happen. Finally going to happen. We waited for him. We're taking Martavis, and this team is not. It's just like such a athletic Our, our team's going to show up with their dicks out on <laughs> oh a weekly basis. <laughs> this team is just <laughs> shitting on everyone. It's just so scary. I would hate it. Okay, so we're doing um, Artavis Bryant. Love Obviously, it. we hope this guy figures it out. He's living with his agent. It seems like he's ahead of this. On the field, in pads, he's on a different level. We're so. just hoping he really plays, which we assume he will. Um, and that's a great wide receiver, too, to have this late. Sixth round, I'm willing to take that risk. And look who's there. Yeah. The guy that was kind of pseudo-lobbying for yep. in order to make kind of a nice little storyline. Uh, Deshaun Jackson, no doubt about it right here. I, I don't even think we really need to think about it. Let's, hold let's, on, we got, we're thinking about it. Let me go through who, who's just picked. So Dak Prescott was taken after Armitavis. Russell Wilson, Delaney Walker, Brandon Marshall, Tyree Kill, Robert Kelly. Um, uh, ben Roethlisberger, Kirk Cousins going early in this one, uh, Corey Davis, Matt Stafford, Martellus Bennett, and then Dalvin Cook uh, at running back rookies the, is the next pick. Now we're back on the clock. I mean, just first and foremost, are you guys feeling uh, we should be filling the wide receiver slot, or are you, would you still be open to a running back? I mean, I'd go either way. Okay. Best available running back or wide receiver. We know we have top-tier uh, tight ends and quarterbacks. So in this draft, I probably wouldn't even consider another one at either position. Yeah, I agree Personally, with that. I agree I'd with take that. shots at other positions. So I'd be running back wide receiver, running back wide receiver for the rest of this draft. I agree. Until kicker defense. Now we're in a tier of wide receivers. Like I could take a Kelvin Benjamin, who could be a thousand and you know eight touchdowns, or Deshaun Jackson, who could put up big yardage totals similar to Martavis, but his weekly boom bust could be similar to Martavis. And I don't like him as an offset to our Martavis Bryant. Where here I would be much. I don't even like Kelvin Benjamin, but, but I want to talk about. I'd rather talk about guys that'll be getting points each week for us, as opposed to someone who's going to light it up for 150 and a touchdown or two, but the next week have like two catches for 25 yards. My suggestion would actually be weird here. My suggestion would be Rashard Matthews. His consistency on a week-to-week basis as soon as he became sort of the pseudo number one wide receiver in that offense was big. He showed big playability while also being able to score touchdowns. I think they added Corey Davis, who's going to be a great sort of yak volume player. But I still think Rashard Matthews is going to be able to go over the top, 
you know, take defenses deep, and he's going to be one of Marcus Mariota's best weapons. So he is highly in consideration for me. At this I point. like that call a lot. What do you think about um, and you know a, 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 a connection, a tandem, um, Randall Cobb? I'm done with Randall Cobb. Okay, I, I've never liked him, never owned him, but in this situation, it seems like he can get it done. You, what about Calvin Benjamin? All right, so Calvin Benjamin's gonna be the kind of guy he's gonna be taking a lot of flack this offseason. Already has. He will fall this far in drafts. And if Cam Newton is going to stick around in the pocket a little bit more and utilize someone like Greg Olson or Christian McCaffrey in the short game, Kelvin Benjamin's going to do what he's what we've seen him do time and time out, and that's just go up and get footballs in the end zone. He's gonna he's gonna get a, you know close to a thousand yards if he doesn't get the, the thousand yards. He's gonna get he could possibly get eight to ten touchdowns depending on how that offense is going to work in the red zone. The thing about Rashard Matthews, I like that a lot as well. Because everyone thinks it's Corey Davis' uh, show there in Tennessee. Now, the thing is, he's not going to get every pass. Um, we're going to see Rashard Matthews still get used a lot. They, they built such a great connection last year, which kind of you know, helped me out in a lot of my leagues. Um, but I do agree with you. I didn't consider the, when I was lobbying for Deshaun Jackson the fact that we don't want him and Martavis Bryant. It does seem a little too volatile to rely on every week. You want to get safe and unsexy, Jamison Crowder. Love it. I, I love it, but is that P, is that is PPR level take him down? You think he's a number? He's, he's, I think he's a he's, solid he's, number three receiver, no matter the format. I think he could be even better in PPR. But do you like it better than Josh Doxson, like on every, every every week kind of thing? I have no idea what to expect with Josh Doxson. And that's because that, he could be in the same area as Kevin White. And that's the same reason why I'm still uncertain about Jamison Crowder. Because it's like I want to know who Kirk, or excuse me, um, who, who Kirk who, Cousins, yeah, who Kirk's gonna really be like attached to uh, once Dawson's healthier. It's, it's him. Sure, he loves the Crowder. You could tell it last year. Crowder catches everything that's thrown his way. But my thought, and then Pryor, you know my, what I mean? My thought a little bit, yeah. Pryor's a new guy, but it still goes through Reed. Uh, I, I kind of like a Calvin Benjamin or Rashard Matthews. Um, I, I'd also be willing to take a running back here like Amir Abdullah, a guy with also some upside built in because I feel like one of these wide receivers, we only have to wait 12 picks when you're in the middle. Yeah, so yeah. one of these wide receivers of we're talking about is going to fall to us. Adrian so, Peterson over Amir or Amir over Adrian Peterson? I don't, I'm, I'm not scared of that. This, this is our, our kind of flex spot, maybe backup running back. Our, it would be our third running back. We only have to start two. So someone like Amir Abdullah and kind of sitting on him makes perfect sense given the situation. What if, in, if Ingram is traded, now our third running back on our bench is Adrian Peterson? That sounds like... I just don't think... I think Adrian Peterson's done. Okay. Like, I'm not drafting him in any format ever. He could be the twentieth round. Not even, not even a mock. I'm, I'm taking, <laughs> I'm taking the Arian Foster stance from last year. Okay, like that's, so that's where, it. Who, who are we taking here? Um, I, I like, I like Calvin Benjamin. I think he's the most slow and steady. But I, I Crowder. I like, I like um, your your Richard Matthews. 
I think they're all good. I don't like the Deshaun Jackson just because I think he's too aligned. In I'd go Amir Abdullah and see which of those wide receivers falls to us. Who, who did we take? Oh, we took Kelsey as our tight end. Yeah, Scott Olsen, right? Yeah, we're, not, we're not taking another quarterback or tight end. We kind of decided that. <laughs> I, I would take Benjamin or Abdullah, so I'll let you uh, run what on that. What do you think? I, I'm on the same page, so whichever one you want. Well, one fills a position. Yeah, let's go KB. One fills a position. Yeah, that would be my only thing where it's like, all right, we're getting back up when we if we like Here the guy. Here goes next. <laughs> I don't. I don't think you're wrong. He's um, already up top there. Oh, uh, he's up top. I just think now we've got a guy. I, I like this pick, and you added you added some dynamic players. You're going to open some things up for him. Uh, Samuel, I think, is going to just kind of be the Ted Ginn light, and uh, he'll be a little bit more than that. I don't think he's getting. I think he's getting too raw this year. Kind of like the, uh, I, but he's going to be awesome. Uh, do you guys like this pick? I mean, I'll, you I'll the pick. I, I don't think we we can really go wrong or okay. perfect. I think we filled the spot. I just else? think my, my chances of Calvin Benjamin or Jamison Crowder or Rashard Matthews coming back are significantly higher than a Mir Abdullah coming back. But press select and we'll see who's right. <laughs> okay, let's do it. <laughs> But I like I like I like to risk. I like to take him. No. Okay, we're taking Calvin, and let's see if one of if okay if one of those guys come back. If they all come back, let's come on. Not gonna happen. I'm Calvin, not, I, I will little chunky. The one thing I like about it is there are you got you got called out by uh, Rip, Riverboat Ron. You two like weeks. that he got called out for being two hundred and eighty pounds? I like that it's happening now. It's like get the shit going, figure the shit out. Okay, look at that. So we got. Abdullah's taking oh one we right two before us. So Abdullah's gone, but I'm I'm fine with that. So what let's let, done? yeah, let, let's kind of get a little run through. Who just went off the board after Kelvin? Uh, Zach Ertz, Cam Newton, Kyle Rudolph, Deshaun Jackson, Hunter Henry. So we got some some tight ends going off right there at the end of the seventh, and then starting the eighth round, five straight running backs. So it's the last thing Stag Party wanted to see: Bilal Powell, <laughs> Jeremy Hill, Frank Gore, Amir Abdullah. Latavius I'm not getting caught in this run. I say we revisit the wide receiver position again. And go all the, Richard Matthews. Because all the same players we just talked about, them, not a single one was selected. Yep. So I would go Richard Matthews. I'm down. I'm down for that. I, I like I like his uh, his kind I of sleep, <laughs> like, he's kind of a sleeper here in the eighth round. Richard Matthews is. Especially with all the Corey Davis hype, Rashard. Whatever, you, whatever you guys want, I, you guys gave me the last call, but I, I'm, I'm psyched. I like the idea of us taking another wide receiver here. I would take an Adrian Peterson if it was real world, and I just probably could probably blow up in my face. But if the the, the purple Jesus now the, the like the Adrian Peterson's going to be good for one week next season. It's not a, he could literally one week. Oh god! Week one against Minnesota. Our listeners know, Stavish, you're too di- you're too hard on the people you hate. How many good weeks oh. is Cooper Cup gonna have next season? None. <laughs> so am I making Rashard or Crowder? I, I'm not sure. Did, did we look down? Do we want to see who's that other third uh, wide receiver we were talking about? No, Deshaun got taken. Okay, Deshaun. Yeah, I, I don't like Deshaun. Well, yeah, yeah, I made my point good. on that. Okay, so Rashard, great pick, Sloan. Not slow and steady with some. I think he's progressing as a player. He's like Tennessee's Anquan Bolden. That's, that's and now they got a, 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 a raw guy that they have to consider, but it, there's going to be so many plays where that guy is just decoy city. I think Tennessee's. Tennessee's and I'm just going to say by the length that we're going here, our last show, we're basically going to look at our drafts and we're not going to even be able to talk about them. <laughs> 
Um, or we gotta severely hurry up here. Um, cause we are at almost two hours. Holla for a dollar. Damn it, Mike Gillisley. <laughs> it would be perfect there. I wanted Peterson to be there. I would I would have gotten Willie Steed, Rambo Cow. Oh my Here god, song. We kinda need a running back. What are we thinking? Right, let's see who's uh, best available. Matt Forte again. Uh, Doug who Marshall. Have, who's your favorite on who's your favorite on uh, highest under tiers? You know, I like I like Doug Martin here. Um, probably just because I think there's a really good chance he's gonna remain in Tampa Bay. And he's like no you guys don't have to worry about Charles Sims. You don't have to worry about uh the oh man, I'm lost for names tonight. The rookie they brought in as well, who's getting hyped out of control there in Tampa Bay. Um Stag Party got me, man. Uh, Jeremy Nichols. Yeah, so uh, Nick Nichols is a a great athlete, but he he's not gonna you know, even come close to what Doug Martin can do in Tampa Bay. I really like him here, maybe even more so than Matt Forte. Can I just make my? I'll take my two cents here and just put it out there, and you guys get up. I would go upside on this pick with the uh, Samaje. Uh, yeah, Samaje P. Ryan is the highest guy on my tier. So. I would take uh, him just because if he's unbelievable, you're a fucking genius, and you can trade something else away. Where the, uh, there, there, there's there's these are the picks in my opinion that seven through eleven that go a little riskier and a little ballsier. I like to go through the twelve, the fifteen, where you get some more slow and steady. But take some upside guys, and if it booms, you're just a friggin' genius and wins your league. But if it busts, it's like it's not the biggest deal. So I mean, I, risky and ballsy. I still think Doug Martin is one of those kind of risky plays because you know he's going to be. Uh, you know, we don't well, even. Well, he's either going to have 400 or 1400 yards. Exactly. I love Samaje P. Ryan. I have many shares of him right now in all my best ball leagues. The thing is, I don't know what he's going to be doing with. Uh, I don't know what Washington's going to do with Rob Kelly though either. Uh, P. Ryan, not, he's a, all P. Ryan has to do is beat out Rob Kelly. I'm not too worried that he like is. I'm pretty certain he's capable of doing so, and I'm actually like betting on it. But Let's if we if, if we have a guy like I, I do not want Dougie Martin. I've had that guy. He just—he's—he's he's the one guy. He's a guy to me. Remember last year? All of a sudden, he just became an alcoholic and went into rehab. I, that scares me. That right before the season starts, we draft him. He's gonna be like, "Yeah, Doug Martin started drinking again, and he jumped into rehab." So this is our second rookie running back, uh, Joe Mixon and Samaj P. Ryan. It's a risky move. But like you said, these these rounds are about taking a little bit of risk. And, and I think there's the someone you like it or no. I like Piran's the highest on my tiers. I'd probably, like, I'd probably just hammer wide receiver again because I like the guys still left. We, but we did our last two picks, so I, like, I know. But who? So who would you like a wide receiver? That can't be our reasoning though. Um, who do you like a wide receiver? I said during the last draft, if there's a guy at the price that I really like, it's Jordan Matthews there in Philadelphia. Uh, they're putting him back in the, supposedly in the slot. I think he's going to work really well there while the other guys, Elshon, hold the outside. And I think Wentz is going to lean on his slot receiver a little bit more after Elshon takes a lot of the coverage and Torrey Smith is, you know, uh, at times running the, uh, on the other side of the field as well. I can't disagree with you. What do you, what do you think? Samaj, I can't disagree. I, I like the upside of Brian. I mean, Brian could Ryan be week one, running back one, and never never let it up and just change the whole thing. Kirk Cousins stays forever, and this is the best offense in the league for the next five years. Samaj. I don't think he's the running back from week one. I'm saying he could be. He could be. That's how 
okay, Rob is in the, their, Matt Jones are shopping and no one wants him. He's done. So I look at it from this angle. There's about a 0% chance that Jordan Matthews will be available for our next pick. There's a really good chance that Maj P. Ryan will be there for our next pick. I mean, we're looking at Matt Forte still on the board. Derek Henry still on the board. I'm not, I'm not going you know, to so, I'll leave this pick to you guys. I, I'm not... I'm not I, I like I would, If I was going, I would, I would take... Uh, but, I, but I think you're right with the fact that two run, rookie running backs out of your three running backs is a little, is a little much. But I'll let you guys make the call. Well, who, who's our next pick? You, you, is, is Matthews even your wide receiver? He's my highest ranked wide receiver. Should yeah. we just grab him? Or do you think, I think he's that, still a think top this forty wide receiver? I is, think that is, bucket's deep though too. So, uh, it's all, go Samaje. Samaje. All right, Samaje. Samaje, and so, let's see what happens. I couldn't help but notice how shitty this seven slot is, man. It seems like we're kind of struggling. Oh, to I disagree. This is team is fucking sure. I mean, stacked. I, I love roster. I, I wish. Too. I wish we would have gone back a couple rounds, taken Amir Abdullah, because then we would have ended up. With more, I th- I still think we would have gotten you know uh, Rashard Matthews and maybe Jordan Matthews, you know maybe we'd have the two Matthews. And stuff. Why do you like I, I get Why do you like Abdullah so much? I know why he's, he's got the talent, but aren't you worried about that guy's injury and his ability to get something to really get it done? I mean, what he scares he, me. He's got he's had two random freak injuries that it's like not predicting when you predict I mean, injuries. He's only been in the league for two years. Yeah, but when you predict injuries, you don't predict predict broken foot. Like it's like it's not like he's had hamstring or concussion or recurring injuries, right? Like the injuries he's had have been a little freaky. I don't. Know, I can't disagree with anything. I never try to predict any injury, but they're half. Ooh, we, that that would have been awesome if Matthews yeah, came back. Yeah, um, or Jordan Matthews got off board, and so did Cameron Meredith, who I would have loved probably here as well. Um, but I think it was a losing battle for us either way, because if we would have taken Jordan Matthews, we would have lost P. Ryan and Forte and Woodhead and Doug Martin. So it, yeah, we, we, it was it was a lose lose situation for us. At least we got the guy with probably. A little bit more upside. Yeah, and I think I, I'd I, swing in a minute. I'd swing for a home run with Derrick Henry here, uh, or a guy like Jamal Williams taking over. I still like three. Tyrell Williams here a lot too. I think yeah. we need a wide receiver. We got th- we got four of them already. We've only got three running backs and two more rookies. Okay, I, that's a good point. I like that. That's that a really good point. I forgot that we went with P. Ryan there. Derrick Henry with the swing would make sense. As would a consideration for someone like Theo Riddick. I know he's a PPR running back, but he is heavily. He was involved. so much more than that exactly. for a while. Once the guy, he, yeah, once the guy you think always gets injured got injured. Okay. Theo Riddick. Don't use your argument back and swoop it up against me. I, I like that. He, he's like another wide receiver <laughs> filling a running back role. Uh, he's going to get yards on both, uh, you know, rushing and receiving. He's in the majority of all their plays, nearly. Nearly 80% of them, I would say. He's always out there. Uh, they're going to push him outside if he's not in the backfield. Uh, I like Tur- I, I personally like these wide receivers a little more than the, than the drop-off that happens than I'm these running that. backs. Yeah, I think I, I, this running Tyrell backs are in the same kind of vein to me. Tyrell Williams but I'm open to whatever you guys first want. thought, gut reaction I like right that there. Thing. Until I was reminded about the rookie running backs. But I want, I like I want the best guys. player. And if Tyrell Williams is is one of my homeboys, and I, I'd like to take him there. What do you think? Down with Tyrell. You're down with Tyrell. 
I'm down. The Tyrell Corporation. OPP. Thank God. You guys see that trailer for Blade uh, Blade Runner 2049 or whatever? Yeah, that's so sweet. Um, all right, we're going Tyrell Williams. And that's the beauty of what we're doing now. Now it's like we can just be – we know we're going either wide receiver or running back in each pick. And let's just gauge what we want to do there. Uh, just for shits and giggles, I'm looking at the uh, bye week, which does – uh, go off against Calvin Benjamin, but we're mocking, so just pay attention to that when you're really doing it. Let's see if Derrick Henry comes back. Draft. We took Terrell, Tyrell Derek Williams. Derrick Henry at the next pick. Probably. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. It is these ads. It's these ads. They got to have it up for like a, a little amount of time so they can say it was a page view. And Fantasy Bros is a genius because on these mock drafts, they literally got like 400 pages on yeah. these ads. All right, so Kevin White and Adam Thielen uh, go off the board right after Legarrette Blunt, JJ Nelson, Jordan Nelson. Wow, he was available. JJ, oh my bad. So there goes Derrick Henry, uh, Jeremy Macklin, Sterling Shepard, Jamal Williams, Robert Woods, Giovanni Bernard, and Ryan Matthews. So that kind of takes a little bit of half and half of the the group of guys that we're looking at there, wide receiver and running back, but. we probably Theo's should there. go running back here. I like Theo here. I like Theo too. Theo's still available. What He's about like, CJ Procise? Let's not. Let's say we did. Let's take Theo Riddick. <laughs> uh, like I said, heavily involved. There, he's he's like a wide receiver and a running back designation. So is CJ Procise. Did you know he used to be a wide receiver? I I I can't do the Procise. Yeah, I'm letting there. you guys battle yeah. this one out because what whatever we do, I do think let's, we should let's take a go running Theo back. Riddick. Whatever, but I'll let you, whatever you guys think we should do. And we're looking down here. I feel like that's still the same, same yeah. vein. We I might have, like, Z- I we might have like, Zay in this team. I also like Mike. I also like Mike Wallace again. But I I, let's go theoretics. See what one of those wide receivers comes back. Because if Perriman comes back, I'm fine with that. If Mike Wallace comes back, I'm fine with that. And even a little bit later, someone like Marquise Lee isn't a terrible pick at the later rounds. Marquise Lee is literally a terrible pick. Okay, like that's so hold on. We're gonna take, well, let's get there. Let's get to that argument when we get there. Theo Riddick, a guy that Stags liked in our, before our last one. We were still able to take Tyrell, who Stags obviously loves. Big his guy from last year. We're grabbing Theo upside. PPR, non-PPR, with that back there. He just seems to get it done every year. He was huge. Remember the stat we gave like last year? How many points he had even last year and he missed a bunch of games? He was, he's a beast. Procise went right after our pick there of Theo. Followed Rex Burkhead. Brashad Perriman didn't uh, make it back to Jay, us. Zay Jones. Zay Jones and Ted Ginn. Uh, Derek Carr there at 12th in the starting off the 12th round. Robbie Anderson sneaks there at 12th, 12-02. Uh, Thomas Rawls 12-3, Jameis Winston 12-4, and Tyra Taylor 12-5. So we're, it seems like some of these teams are... Mike Wallace. He's there again. It's, yeah. it, it fell perfectly for us. Brashad Perriman went off the board last draft right before Mike Wallace. He, even Marvin Jones isn't a bad pick there, but I prefer Mike Wallace in a big, big way. No doubt. I'm, I'm, Mike Wallace, I'm on board with that. I, I think we need that wide receiver, and we already talked about him before. <laughs> My, I, I'm down. Mike Wallace. Right, right, right below John. I know, I know where he is. I'm just, I'm just checking out what's going on. And then uh, we're probably going to be looking at running back for the last bench spot as soon as we get Mike Wallace on our team. Mike in there. I mean, looking at our balance, we've got four wow. running backs. 
game is And ridiculous. we've got, what, six wide receivers? So right now, this is definitely a running back pick for me. Uh, Although, well, uh, uh, top three defense right there. I know. Oh, we, I like that. Um, top pick, top tier defense. The Kansas me. City Chiefs defense is sitting right there. And as I was saying earlier, um, I think if one of these picks are available with your last bench spot, spot pick instead, uh, filling that roster bench spot, I think it's great. Uh, Denver went off the board. Seattle went off the board. I know Houston, I think, is still available, but Kansas City. Houston's my top defense, but Kansas City's just Let's a, a, Kansas City. It's such a, a safe defense. It's yeah. a mock draft. And, and we I think, said we wanted to model that one around top guys, top guys yeah. in our tiers. And he's we, got there t- we got top, top quarterback. We got a top wide receiver. We have a top tight end. We have one of the top, probably top six running backs. You down with that program? And let's hit it top D. The only thing I don't love is the negative correlation with the pass catcher with your defense. So when that defense is doing real well, you're sort of taking the ball out of Travis Kelsey's hands. Hashtag DFS right here. A little bit. What about the Texas defense? You guys like it? I I, I just like the Chiefs so much more on aggregate. Uh, and I then, think they, then they, they didn't Texas. lose any. They didn't lose anything. I felt like they added more of the, the Chiefs. Whereas let's let's go Chiefs. I'm let's good go Chiefs. That. I think we. I think we're, we're 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 living by our mantra on that one. And we got in our my opinion, we got the best defense, best uh, quarterback, uh, arguably the best wide receiver. Um, yeah, we're, and we got number one, number two uh, tight end. There's who I like a lot right up top there um, for our last running back is James White. As I was mentioning last draft, I think it's going to be him and Gillisley both involved in their own way, and I think James White is going to be conti- he's going to Tom Brady's gonna, he's not going to be too cunty. Uh, they're going to continue to utilize him in the passing game. Him and uh, Brandon Cooks. We're going to see a little bit of regression with Julian Edelman, I think. I think he's on his, his last leg. Uh, James White is going to take over a lot of those targets, I think. So I'm down with that pick. What do, you, what, do you, what do you think? What about going to the James White role in the New York uh, or in the New England? No, fucking. That makes perfect sense because that's what James White does. <laughs> New Orleans, New Orleans. He's fucking Kamara. sitting here at point and shit. Kamara, Kamara, and what if Kamara? You know, we know that the Saints are going to throw it to the running backs more than anybody in the league. Uh, so I like, I like that, but but, then but it's then another gonna, rookie. Then we're a third running back. What about a upside? This could. Be I, I just gotta go running back. I cannot jo- go wide receiver. Can't go Josh Gordon right now. No, the it's second all he gets reinstated, four, four running backs and seven wide receivers is okay, the, okay, the okay, roster okay. construction. Fair uh, I mean, this is our dark throw running back. Um, I do like the El- uh, Elvin Kamara uh, like, upside there, but at the same time, what if Mark Ingram doesn't leave and then he's just kind of like lost in that? Sure, you know that shuffle the whole. Okay, time. but James White's never going to be more than James White role, right? So we know what we're getting with James White. Uh, that's fine. I don't want. I don't want to know what we're getting. Yeah. I'd rather fucking swing for the goddamn fences here. Again, K- Kamara could go. Like, what's the rest of our running back situation like? I want a guy who could be a little bit more than a lead back. Like, I don't want James White, who's going to get me five standard points a week. I don't really want James White. I know that stinks because I know you like him, but it's just there's five. What about, what about, guys. What about like Joe Williams? 
Uh, I'm going to take Joe Williams. Williams here. They, Kyle Shanahan banged the table for a guy like Joe Williams. Wasn't even on the draft board. Added him to the draft board. We know the Shanahans know how to draft running backs and running backs that they like. He could be the Tevin Coleman to Carlos Hyde's suckage. Uh, if they don't like Carlos Hyde, there's an opportunity for Joe Williams to see plentiful carries at some point this season. I'm gonna let. I'm well, what let, about Jaquiz Rogers, who could be the starting running back in Tampa Bay for the first three or four weeks? Yeah, I'm gonna let you guys pick this one. I would go Josh Gordon. It's crazy, I know, but I would do it because you get reinstated. So whatever you guys pick is what you pick. Malvery. No. I, just, I just can't do seven wide receivers and four running backs. No, in, in, no. in, in a standard, pick. In a standard league, I would definitely have to go running back here as well. well it's um, your pick. If you guys don't four. talk to me, who do you guys want? It's your what, what about down to four? We talked about him last time. I think he could be the upside running back who could see a good number of carries. He has could a high touchdown. He could see touchdown opportunities too. So. Thinking about it, I think Foreman would be my pick in a standard league dart throw last pick running back. Agreed. Not to mention that I do believe he has probably the highest upside year one. Uh, not the look, Probably one of the lowest floors compared to Kamara and Joe Williams and James White. But the highest ceiling, if something happens to Miller or if Foreman starts rolling super hard outside, out of the gates, I'm, I'm so down with Foreman as well. All right. Donta Foreman, three rookies in this team. It's ballsy, but this team is fucking good. Um, and there we go. Drafted. Well, and we're now going to take our kicker. Take uh, our kicker. We're not going to talk too much about it. Yeah. <laughs> not, we're like, going to close this party out so we can k- kind of get into our uh, third mock in that spot. But we just took Donta Foreman. Our roster, uh, let's just let it go and I'll quickly do a review of our roster. Rams went after our pick. Carson Palmer. Garbage, garbage, garbage went after our pick. (laughs) Raven. I think we're going to see just a lot of defenses come here in the 14th round. And a lot of those dart throw picks like we did with Foreman. Um, Ravens defense, Jacksonville defense. Uh, Yeah, let's just go ahead and let's get a run through of the team we got going on here before we cap it off. Okay, we are quarterback. Aaron Rodgers. Stud! Uh, Devonta Freeman's our running back with Joe Mixon. Uh, our wide receivers, we got lucky at the seven to get Odell Beckham Jr. Martavis Bryant's our backup, high upside. Mar- uh, Calvin Benjamin's our third. Travis Kelsey at tight end. Uh, our kick, our defense right now is uh, Chiefs. We don't. We're about to pick our kicker right now, but our bench wide receiver Shard Matthews. Uh, running back backup is Samaje Perine. Uh, or prime, I don't know. A wide receiver, Terrell Williams. Running back, Theo Reddick. Wide receiver, Mike Wallace. And running back, Deonta Foreman. I think everything sounds good. The only thing, I'm just, I don't know, that Kelvin Benjamin, I know we kind of agreed on it because it was in that weird spot. It's just, ugh. You know, surrounded by the rest of the team. Yeah, uh, but he's the ugly-looking chick on the team for sure. No question. But he offsets it kind of perfectly because I think every week, he's, he's five for 50 but still can have some nice games. So let's talk about our kicker. I talked about this before. One of my top kickers, I think, uh, doesn't really matter, but Matt Bryant, he's going to be automatic. He's, he's going to be one of the top five kickers probably, and I think a good, at least six of, six of them already went off the board. So, yeah, give me Matt Bryant here. What do you think? I contend Adam Vinatieri, but 
I could see let's look, let's Matt look. Matt Bryant had more you know opportunities last year. I just see a little step back in the offensive scoring, which could technically mean you know some more uh, field goal opportunities. But what Adam Vinatieri is one of the most accurate kickers in history, and he like did miss a kick at the start of last year. And he's the only guy in the league that's old. I mean, we're talking domes both sides. It, it does domes matter to me. both sides, high scoring offense, yeah. top tier quarterback. Tell you, man. Uh, State parties Vinatieri on Bryant. Take the kicker with a bye week five. Because that way you don't have to contend with your 11 by weeks. And you can, yeah, dr- well, that was. That makes sense. That was more or less. Uh, okay. Yeah. That, I like that. Okay. Um, boom. Draft. Matt Bryant, Dunsville. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. I'll take it. Well, wrap, wrap, all this wrap. draft is uh, finishing up. Let's take a break to listen to our sponsors and listen to this. All right, thank you for listening to that. We are back for our third mock draft. In this one, we are doing another 12-team. We are drafting with the first pick, and we're, we're back to doing a PPR. Our last uh, draft was uh, standard, so we're going to start this one up. The name of this team, by the way, I'm not going to say it. This guy, buddy of mine, gives me these team names that are just meat bone. He comes up with these team names that are just ridiculous. He gave me like five team names this week that I can't even say on the show, and I've said some offensive things. <laughs> Man. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much. We are on the clock. Um, I think this is a good conversation. I, I'll leave this open. I think all any of these running backs are great. Who do you, who do you like? Who do you like? Who do I like? Well, I'll start off because mine's I think it just kind of goes with the consensus and with the majority of people. It was our fantasy MVP last year. Um, I think it's going to. Continue to roll. Uh, safest play, in my opinion, give me David Johnson first overall every time. Mine would be Le'Veon Bell, uh, just because his per game stats, or he was seeing a huge, huge rate, nearly 30 touches a game. We know he's out there being used as a wide receiver and as you know the traditional running back. The depth behind him is almost non-existent. And I think he plays in a slightly better offense that's going to have some more scoring opportunities. Uh, I do think the scoring opportunities are all going to go to David Johnson, but just more scoring opportunities for Pittsburgh, in my opinion. Uh, I, I, I love Le'Veon Bell so much, and I think this actually makes you think, I don't want the first overall pick. You know, hopefully I get the second. Um, and, <laughs> you know, we can assume 16 games for Le'Veon this year, uh, which is just crazy to think about, like, the numbers that he accumulates, uh, like Saquon mentioned, on a per-game basis, time 16. Uh, it's going to be fun to watch which, which one of these two running backs actually come out on top by the end of the season. I, the only thing for me, I'm a Le'Veon, Le'Veon Bell guy too, but my only fear is that I can see him getting hurt more than a David Johnson. I love what he does every day more than any player, literally in fantasy football, maybe save a Julio Jones and a, a OBJ. Uh, but I would go Le'Veon Bell just thinking that it's just kind of his time and I feel like David Johnson's kind of overperformed a little bit in his first two years. and. I think they want to kind of take a little bit off of him, maybe. 
Well, they, they, they need more. this guy to have a little bit more of a career where Le'Veon Bell is kind of like the window's closing. I don't, I don't think even he thinks he's got a 13-year career in him. Uh, so I, I would go, I would go Le'Veon Bell. I think the beautiful thing that we've heard and Stags has said in previous shows. When you get him, and it's not that much different with David Johnson, that's why it's a beautiful thing being in the front. You've got a, a wide receiver, bottom end wide receiver two, high end wide receiver three, and the best running back. And that is a powerful thing because you are just sitting there toying with one guy basically playing two positions against your opponent each week. If you're choosing between David Johnson and Le'Veon Bell, you can't go wrong. Completely agree. Uh, the thing is, you know, uh, just similarly to Le'Veon Bell, there's no one to really uh, give up carries for David Johnson. These these, these guys are going to be workhorse. They're going to be ran nonstop. They're going to be moved so all over. Flip a coin. No, you guys, you guys are going to Le'Veon, and I, I I'm super cool. cool. To pick. No, Let's do it. And I like no regret with the Le'Veon. David Bell. Johnson's a nicer guy. I'd rather hang around and have dinner with the. the I'd rather smoke. Dope in Garrett Blunt's car with Lavia. But we're drafting Mr. During Bell. During the offseason, I need him all 16 games. I mean, also with Bell. Ooh, look at that. Ezekiel went second. Also with Bell, I, I just think, you know, contract sort of year on the franchise tag, they're going to ride him until they're done with him, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. David Johnson's a longer term asset to where. You know, Bell might be disposable as soon as you know next season. I, that's a great point, and I, I think that's why I think the thing with Dave Johnson, they're gonna be like, hold on, let's not fuck this guy up in his third in his third year where he's not the future of our franchise. Because in the, in the next two years, it's all David Johnson's team, and they're gonna have to fill it in. All these other older fellas are gonna be gone. Okay, so since we picked. Le'Veon Bell, Ezekiel Elliott went, David Johnson, Antonio Brown, Odell Beckham Jr., Julio Jones, Mike Evans, A.J. Green, Devonta Freeman, Keenan Allen, uh, LaShawn McCoy, Melvin Gordon, last pick of the first round, first pick of the second round, Des Bryant, Jordy Nelson, DeMarco Murray, Jay Ajay, Hush Hush, Shadahai, um, T.Y. Hilton, Michael Thomas, Jordan Howard, Amari Cooper, Todd Gurley, Brandon Cooks going in the second round, your boy, and Tevin Coleman. What are we thinking here? I think we need to maybe take one running back, one receiver here, um, because we saw how many names just came up. When you're at the turn at the beginning, you're losing the next, you know, 23 top two round guys, and it's a huge drop. And we're going to see that drop again if we if we if we skip running back one more time. So. I think it's we are desperate for a running back, and a running back that I really like right here is Lamar Miller. I know we were talking Deontay Foreman up a lot, but until something happens, Lamar Miller, for to have him here at the end of the second round, start of the third round, I think you need to jump on that. Um, so that's that's who I pick for running back. What about you guys? I go double wide receiver. Me here. too. I would go. Remember, um, we're in a PPR league. I feel like at that running back two position, I'll play in a PPR. I'm more likely to play a guy like James White at my running back or two. Theo Riddick. Theo, or like any of those guys, I, I find think, I think my ball, RB2. I, I love. I love what I'm seeing. I hate going by the list that I look up on the screen, but I love a DeAndre and a Baldwin. But if there's another wide receiver you guys like, but I, I kind of think the wide receiver, wide receiver thing in this PPR. Knowing that there's so many other options at wide receiver, uh, I don't know. 
I, I just I, don't I, know if I like the, the Miller might not. Maybe that was what turned me there, off. There are bit. red flags with Miller, and I actually was saying that before I took, Fournette, before Fournette, I took a moment. Fournette, the receiver I would do. But the what's, Fournette, what's Fournette's upside catching the I ball? agree. And, I just know yeah. he's awesome. I, I know. He's just awesome. I said I all this before I saw who was still available at wide receiver. I love Doug Baldwin, and to oh, get DeAndre boy. Hopkins right here at the end of the second, beginning of the third round, and we're showing a different look that we can kind of compare yeah. and talk about. I like that. When I saw those two guys sitting That's there, awesome. it's like, let's just... I would go DeAndre Hopkins and Allen Robinson, personally. I would no. go the all-rebound team. I, 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 I can't... It, it would have to be Baldwin, like, for sure, this pick. I would rather I take agree. Hopkins or Allen Robinson. Okay. Baldwin's, I think, the safest play here. I, I can agree. Yeah. I already talked... I already took the big swing and dick at Le'Veon Bell. I no longer care about safety for the rest of the draft. Like, <laughs> that's it. It's like we're once, go, once we're, you dive in, you're, there's no there's no half stepping. We're not we're not going for you know. It's like I already took you over David okay. Johnson. Well, DeAndre Hopkins, let, happy to back have you back with you. Here's a quick question before I pick him. Well, after I pick him and before I pick, take Baldwin first though. And, oh, too late. Oh wait, no, hold on. Here's a quick question I got. Who do you like? Who do you want? We've got Hopkins on our team. Who do you want throwing him this this year? Savage or do you want Watson? Watson is Watson. You think going to be the week one starter? Yeah, I do too. Okay, um, so are we doing? Because I agree, I want Watson throwing him the ball. Baldwin. Baldwin. So right. here's the thing. I, I knew we were going to take Doug Baldwin, but uh, I mean, we want to make a case for Allen Robinson over uh, DeAndre Hopkins, or are you guys. Super cool with no, the. Uh, I would go DeAndre Hopkins over Doug Baldwin, Allen Robinson over Doug Baldwin. Okay, yeah, that, yeah. That, that, and I agree with that. Right here right if now. Robinson was going to be in the mix, I just saw. Uh, I, I just I just don't know if I like that team, and I had a lot of Robinson last year. Um, I think right now we have a ridiculous team. So what are we doing here? We got it all came back. Let me uh, Stags, You read. You read the list. You haven't done that, and you're the you're the best reader here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the best ad reader here. Travis Kelsey came off the board at the pick after us. Christian McCaffrey, Demarius Thomas, Allen Robinson, Sammy Watkins, Rob Gronkowski, Lamar Miller, Alshon Jeffrey. Joe Mixon came off the board. Uh, then Marshawn Lynch, Leonard Fournette, Jarvis Landry, Devontae Adams, Stephon Diggs, Aaron Rodgers, Carlos Hyde, Mark Ingram, C.J. Anderson, Dalvin Cook, Golden Tate, Corey Davis. You're overdrafting Corey Davis if you're drafting him in the fourth round. I know you love him, but like the no, fourth round is insanity. And, but no. people will do I, this I love in your drafts. I'm not, I'm not an idiot. I think, <laughs> that's a terrible Corey thing. Davis will never be worth the price this year. No doubt about it. Like, If you get Corey Davis on your team, and you probably paid too much for him, but you know, if you want him, you want him. Just don't blame us when you don't make the playoffs. I mentioned it. Yeah, I agree. Travis Kelsey going over a uh, Gronkowski, and Luck going over a Brady. What do we want to do? We need a running back here. I uh, like we, Tom Brady here, but I'm waiting. What I would do, I'm going, I'm going Jordan Reed, yes. getting <laughs> like a top it. tier tight end. Love it. And then I'm going to go Michael Crabtree, and then I'm going to start to fill in this second running back spot. But 
Let's Let's take the read, right? We're all on board with that yes, one. I love let's, read. Qu- let's quickly talk, and then we'll talk about uh, what we want to do with our State next party one. is like in my brain right now because he just... He's all up in it. Uh, read, and then he kind of came back for sloppy seconds and busted out the whole Crabtree thing. I was like, well, I don't even need to talk anymore. So, Okay, I like Crabtree. I think I think this was great. A, we we're agreed all... this was going to be a, a draft, and we're going to wait a little bit on quarterbacks, right? Yeah, we're definitely waiting on quarterbacks. I just think the value there at the position, you'll see how good it is. Uh, at running back, though, there are some guys left with upside. Spencer Ware, most notably. Isaiah Crowell, who could be in for a huge role. Ty Montgomery, who I really like as an RB2 in PPR leagues. Like, any of those three guys would be in high, high consideration for me because I know the wide receivers, I can get a little deeper in my starting lineup from doing this earlier. Like, I know the wide receivers are going to be good. I agree. I agree. I, so who do we go? Well, let's lock in. Let's, cl- let's fill the position at starter zone, and I still think even our next pick, we can come back and hope. What if a Riddick's there the next, run, next time around? Probably not, but who do we want to take? I think we need a running back. I, I like the idea of a Spencer Ware a little bit more than Isaiah Crowell, um, just because of a little bit uh, some more receptions, and he's not kind of sharing it there with uh, Duke Johnson. Uh, I, I do like Isaiah Crowell, probably if this were a standard league in this situation, but I really like Spencer Ware's upside a little bit more, and he's going to continue to fall because people think he's going to start getting phased out. Um, Andy Reid really likes him. Uh, Alex Smith really likes him, and I think they're going to continue to use Spencer Ware and lean on him. I would probably go Ty Montgomery. I kind of agree. Just because I, I think he catches you know, close to 60 passes. and even, also, even if he gets usurped by one of these rookie guys, he, he'll become their fourth wide receiver. He's, he's still like even a, as much of an offensive weapon that they'll just be like, oh, we got a great running back? Okay, Ty. Split out, do do the uh, uh, X, you know, f- figure out another spot. I kind of like him. My tears say a little differently. My tears say Spencer Ware. Um, I, it's a tough the, decision I'm down because I know I know Ware was very effective catching the ball last season, but for some reason they threw it to the running back less than they like ever have without Jamal Charles because of Tyreek Hill mostly. Exactly, too. and if they're going to use him in that role. And where didn't score touchdowns at the rim? What about thinking we can get one of those? Andy Reid's running backs, man. What about thinking we can get one of those guys? Or you like Abdullah? You like we like Riddick? We like some of these guys? And doing what you said earlier and going with one of these? I I feel a lot more comfortable taking a running back now. And the the receivers that are going to come back to me than taking a wide receiver now with the. You know, sort of running backs that are going to come back. So it's between Spencer Ware and Ty Montgomery for me. Yeah, I'm going to have to stick with Spencer Ware just based off what I... Two votes for Spencer Ware. Yep, all right, Spencer Ware it is. Okay. Spencer Ware it is. I think that's the way to go. And I think what we can maybe think about doing a little bit later, he's going a little early, but maybe we'd handcuff a hunt. Um, later, if it's not over, that's a handcuff that might be worth it if we don't. We're gonna have to pay. We're gonna pay like an eighth round pick. Let's look into it. So Spencer Ware, we got Kansas City, friggin' great position to have running back. See you later, Jamal Charles. Hello, Spencer Ware. All right. I'm I'm cool with that. I love that Jordan Reed there uh, pick there though. 
That's it makes sick. you feel really good when you get like a Jordan Reed. <laughs> so following it up, Crabtree went off the board. Terrell Pryor, Tom Brady, Isaiah Crowell, Julian Edelman then came off the board. All those guys, you know, great picks. Dante Moncrief, not a great pick. Um, Dante Moncrief's an interesting story we haven't really talked about uh, with the coaches wanting more from him. And that's something that's going to be interesting because he's – He's scored touchdowns, but he hasn't done much else in the first two seasons, three seasons of his career, especially the last two years. Absolutely. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders, Larry Fitzgerald, then came off the board. Brandon Marshall. Um, so we start. We're starting to get into these these wide receiver two ranges with your Sanders, Fitzgeralds, and Marshalls here in the like mid to late fifth, and I think that's great failure for all those guys we talked about before. Yeah, and then uh, follow-up with Drew Brees is off the board. Kelvin Benjamin goes at the end of the fifth. Kick off the sixth round with Greg Olson, Willie Sneed, and Tyler Eifert. So we're going to start to probably see a little bit of a tight end run. I'd, I'd assume Delaney Walker is going to come off soon. Uh, Jamison Crowder, Russell Wilson, Derrick Henry gets taken there. Matt Ryan off at 608. So I hope this isn't the, the one draft where we wait on quarterback and then all of a sudden <laughs> they all go a little sooner I don't care. than we expect. Uh, Giovanni Bernard gets taken with the ninth pick in the sixth round. Jameis Winston, Tyreek Hill, 6'11". The pick before us, Tyreek Hill. I'm, uh, I'm going to smash the draft button right now on Ty Montgomery. He survived. Wow. He was in consideration with us last round. I don't care if he's not a starter. We'll pick up the starter with the next pick at wide receiver. It's not going to change anything. We've got dual picks in a row. Ty Montgomery, smash the Ty Montgomery button. Let's smash that button, no, no doubt about sixth it. sixth round. We, uh, I mean, we Get a little bad reaction. Nearly now two, no little battery. Two rounds ago, uh, we talked about the upside he already had. We kind of lucked out, so now we get Spencer Ware and Ty Montgomery. We need another running Love back it. anyways. Let's don't. Let's not even think about it. Now, wait. Okay, so we're, I like it. So we're, we're gonna we're gonna roll up on, boom. Yeah, and now we now look we, at now we're gonna go on over on to some wide receivers. So I mean, we're on the clock right now, so oh, it's not like right. we're changing anything. That's right. like, <laughs> so many different views here. Uh, so what do we want to do, wide receiver? Let's take a look at who's available right now because there a lot of them went off the uh, the board these last two rounds. But look who's there sitting for us. You know I like my Pierre in a PPR, but I, I don't I don't want to just go there because I'm oh, not I like no, Pierre. That's where I would go. Or Jordan Matthews has been in trade rumors tonight, by the way. Really? To to the Baltimore Ravens for a mid round pick. Wow. We know the Ravens throw the ball. That? Well, because Joe Flacco. Because they haven't Carson drafted Lance. anybody. No, I'm saying, saying why would the Eagles? It, it took they're crowded. Well, they, they just, just signed Alshon right? Jeffrey. They yeah. just signed Alshon Jeffrey for yeah. a year. They signed Torrey Smith. They drafted two wide receivers in the draft. They're still a tight end-centric team. Zachary's so it, it's a lot of weapons, and one of these guys is going to be the odd man out. So if you were to move, I think I'd be less interested. Yeah, I agree. I don't like him in that um, situation. Even though I, I still think there's a lot of targets up for grabs there. Uh, I also really like Eric Decker, but his health... Like, if I have to choose between Decker and Garcon, I'm probably going, you know, Garcon because of health reasons right now. And the coordinator, and just the way the offense will go through uh, the wide receiver. We know Eric Decker is going to eat a lot of garbage time targets. 
Um, but I think we're going a gar we go a garçon, and maybe this is too much. It's, there's going to be overlap, but. God, again, Martavis, I'm so high on him. If we can, if you want to bump him in one team, I still like Cameron Meredith a lot around here too. There's, I, there's a yeah. really good grouping of guys here that I would be okay with taking any of them: uh, Garcon, Decker, Deshaun Jackson, Jordan Matthews, Cameron Meredith. Uh, I mean, any of those guys. Let me read off this tier seven wide receivers I have: Pierre Garcon, Eric Decker, Tyreek Hill. Mike Wallace, Kenny Britt, uh, Cameron Meredith, Tyrell Williams, Marvin Jones, Corey Davis, Adam Thielen. I mean, like, they're all the same that, group. This is my tier that I'm literally just looking at. It was Martavis in that tier? Yeah. Uh, no, he's three tiers higher. Yeah, so there you go. He's still on the board. <laughs> so I think we should be. I think we should take Garcon and hope that uh, Bryant comes back, or just take Bryant. And go someone else, but again, I don't want to. I don't want to. We know I'm, I've got a major man crush on Martavis Bryant uh, and Garcon. I want those are those are like literally two. Those are two wide receivers that will be on every one of my teams, and I'm willing to overdraft. We have Le'Veon Bell. If they suck, then so be it. We have Le'Veon Bell. I want someone who's going to eat up a little bit more targets. We know a lot of the targets are going to be eaten up there in Pittsburgh with Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown in San Francisco. Pierre Garçon is going to have those targets. I love it. I love it. I, 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 I love it. Let's go with that. Uh, I completely four. agree. I do. I mean, we know that Martavis Bryant has had a positive He's correlation with Martavis yes. Bryant. And when Martavis is on the field, Le'Veon Bell's played better. So has Ben Roethlisberger. This offense has scored like a touchdown more per game. Uh and we still can so, take it. Yeah, we just saw Theo go off the board. Uh, the wide receiver that went off right after our pick was Jordan Matthews, which I really like. So I, we, can I still, just, we can still take Martavis. I, I, I'd be fine with that. I, yeah. I'd be fine with that as a fourth wide receiver. Like, but other guys, like we can almost go double wide receiver here because I like Cameron Meredith. Yeah. I like Rashard Matthews. I even sort of like Randall Cobb at this point. Uh, see, I mean, these last two drafts, I've been trying for us to get Cameron Meredith because I'm uh, trying to tell people to try to get some Cameron Meredith in your leagues because I, I, I think he's going to still be the guy in Chicago. I, he played so badass last year. I don't think the emergence of Kevin White is going to slow him down very much. If anything is going to slow him down, it's a quarterback situation. But I think Cameron Meredith will do just fine with uh, Trubisky or Glennon. Let's I mean, let's go. Let's take. I'm down with the Meredith and Martavis Bryant. I think that's a great pair. If you like that too, and then maybe on our next round, we hope that we got our handcuff in a Hunt and whoever else comes. Maybe I, I think Hunt gets taken in these next twenty. Look at Danny Woodhead here there too. Yeah, and and man, we're we're passing. it's hard to pass up Danny Woodhead in a, P, in a PPR but league. He'd be our league. fourth running back. Would he even? He's thirty, like one years old, isn't he? Like, yep. He's just, that's he's my only best though. I love him, but it's just he's he's just he just keeps getting hurt, and he's old. He's one of my faves. Believe me, I want that guy to have a great season. What do you guys? So what do you guys want to do? Naturally, Basically, if if I if this were my draft, I would probably pick up Woodhead here. But I don't we got two picks, so we can do that. Um, but but the wide receivers that are available look very very sexy as well. But maybe we can do Bryant and Woodhead. I'm willing to kind of. I know I was trying to push for Meredith over and over, but I think we have a better chance of getting starts out of Woodhead than we would with Cameron Meredith and our other wide receivers. 
And what if what if well, Kevin White's Swede then is Meredith as Swede? They're, they're, they're going pretty much like think really close to each other. So you really only and I'm not saying take White. I'm just wondering if White if he finally lives I, up. I like the play. I'm take Martavis, swing for the fences. Okay, after, so we know after we took Pierre Garçon's bitch ass target projection because we're pussies. <laughs> and okay, we know we're doing. So we got Martavis. Sickness. Our wide receivers are fucking dope. Um, I just think Danny Woodhead is in a league of his own with the who's left. I'd rather take him. Um, I agree. As, an, as another running back, then another like, uh, then get a, one of our our fourth wide receiver. Just because Danny Woodhead, I mean, he should be he should be gone by now. This is just it's being handed to us. You take Danny Woodhead here every time. What what, what, what round are we in right now? Nine, eight or nine? Yeah, we're starting at the nine oh one. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. I mean, Danny Woodhead, nine oh one in PPR league as your fourth running back. That you're you're getting rid of all of his risk and you're still saving the upside. So I like Danny Woodhead's probably never gonna play on our team. Lock it in. Rob Kelly came off the board next to Sean Jackson, Frank Gore, his counterpart Kenneth Dixon, Jonathan Stewart, Paul Perkins, uh, Thomas Rawls, Corey Coleman, Devontae Parker, Randall Cobb, Tyrell Williams, Jeremy Hill, Kareem Hunt. Uh, Jamal Charles, Rashard Matthews, Cameron Meredith, Jeremy Macklin, Kevin White, Sterling Shepard, John Brown, James White, and Brashad Perriman. I'm just gonna roll Holy that real shit. quick. Holy shit! That was that, like that round did. fucking hurt. That was like the, the next three of uh, Stag Party's tears. Um, <laughs> I just want to roll it back real quick. He said uh, Woodhead wouldn't have a chance to start. There's a really good chance he has the opportunity to start over Spencer Ware, worst case scenario, and Ty Montgomery, who can still. Both lose uh, touches to some rookies, yeah. so I think Danny Woodhead has some upside. But yeah, it seems like we lost all of the good wide receivers that are left. Um, so let's, let's take a look to see who's available now. Right now, I'm really strongly considering Kirk Cousins, but also uh, Matt oh, Forte is, is on the board at the tenth round. Uh, ben Roethlisberger is still available. Who do you have higher? Do you have Ben Roethlisberger or Kirk Cousins higher? Kirk Cousins. I have Kirk Cousins higher. I have Marcus Mariota higher. <laughs> is he still on the board? He true. is still on the board. Um, I, actually, I have Kirk Cousins higher than Mariota. Let's take a look to see who's available with wide receivers real quick. I, I do like the Cousins or... Uh, I do like the quarterback pick here. Um, we have to take him either this pick or the next pick because we're going to lose a whole bunch well, we of get, we, we got to take him this pick. We have two picks right here and yep. then we take a quarterback. All right, so we're looking at some guys like Adam Thielen, Kenny Britt, who uh, stayed party has been talking Let's get Britt on our team. Yeah, I like the white guy Thielen, but if you think Britt's got the upside, what do you think? Do you like Thielen or Britt more? Uh, oh, I like Corey Coleman a lot more. I know there's a lot of people on board with Britt. Coleman's already off. And it's also Cleveland, so I try to avoid going kind of. It's too also Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, it's also Minnesota. And like the other someone guy like Josh Woods, I, you know, Mike Wallace is there, and someone like Josh Doxson kind of looks favorable to me. We can both go Washington here and take like the Cousins and Doxson little tandem. These are a lot of unknowns yeah, in some of these yeah. wide receivers because we don't know how they're going to be utilized. Maybe a little bit less with Mike Wallace because we know what he's going to get, but it seems like Mike Wallace is our guy in all these drafts. We're seeing a Zay Jones here and uh, Robert Woods. I, I can't take Zay Jones over like a Mike Wallace. I love Zay Jones so much, but I don't love Tyrod Taylor's capabilities to yeah. uh, consistently give Zay Jones an output. Um, 
So if I were to guess, I say we take Kirk Cousins. I'm, I'm fine with Kirk there. Cousins. You guys you are done with that? I'd rather have him than a Ben Roethlisberger. And we already took Mariota once, so I like Kirk Cousins. I, I've got Kirk Cousins higher than Mariota. Right you guys now. both do, so we got to go with Kirk. Kirk, I we got Captain Kirk on the team. I mean, that is awesome. Just, just sort of looking at Kirk and what he's been able to do over the last couple of years. It's been awesome. Like I, I, and we didn't even see him throw a lot of touchdown passes last year. He really struggled in the red zone. And but he drew, threw for nearly what five thousand passing yards last season. Forty nine. Yeah. We're, we're not scared of Samaj P. Ryan being, you know, the next Adrian Peterson. He's not going to be the end all be all in this offense. It's He's going to be, be better. It's going to help the running game more than what it was happening last year with the Matt Jones debacle. What about? Forte, what do you guys want to do? I, I like Forte. It is here. hard to pass on Forte here, but I also don't think we need him. Um, four, what, do you, what do you think? We're four running backs deep. I'm willing to be deep, deep at running back. It seems like we've been very, very deep at wide receiver in all our drafts so yeah. far. Um, if I get Forte, I'm probably done drafting running backs for the day. Mm-hmm. Um. I like and, that. And who else is available? Or we wait and we and we try and do that Green Bay, but that's rookie situation. Yeah. I, I, which 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 we've done already. Plus, I don't think Jamal Williams is going to be a, a great pass catcher in this offense. He might be a red zone threat and you know a first second down player, but I don't think you know he's going to be a pass catcher ahead of Ty Montgomery and ahead of Aaron Jones. So uh, Duke Johnson's interesting in a pass-catching sort of aspect, but I don't think he's very good at running the ball. So those opportunities are going to be very, very limited, in my opinion. Is Ryan Matthews just d- dead to everyone? Sort of. He's got a neck injury, and they're talking about they might cut him. So And then they're talking about bringing someone in like Mark Ingram in. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's going undrafted in a lot of places. Okay. I'm just putting it out there. I... I I say we just take Forte. I know it's kind of like it's that unsexy. I'm good with Forte. It's that unsexy pick, but, but we don't have to worry about it. But anymore. yeah, we don't have to worry about it again. And, and, and how many times in drafts were you like, "This guy's still, Whoa. still, still available"? Like the way I held that in. Um, still available, and then you take him, and you're like, "Wow, Forte is Forte," and you're like, "Yeah, I don't know why people just." It was like Wes Welker and and even um, Brandon Marshall three years ago. And the same case, draft the guy, and you're like. I can't not take him right here in the ninth round. And this, this, the same case can be made for someone like Mike Wallace because I think we, we would get to similar thing with either guy, either Matt Forte or Mike Wallace. You're like, oh look, he's still Mike Wallace, still playing great. We're so, gonna get we're gonna get a Wallace. Oh, well, I don't think we're gonna get a Mike Wallace. We're, we're but, getting him. Uh, Come on, have some positivity. <laughs> we right, Matt Forte, we took him. All right, Forte. And then the next I also want, with Jordan Reed on the team, I sort of want to take a second tight, tight end, end maybe. What so about, what Really? What about Doxon? No, I want nothing to do with that. Oh, Like, geez. he could be fantasy zero or fantasy hero. Like, he could literally be the zero he was last year, or he could, you know, be much more and take over, you know, a Pierre Garçon-level target share. So Dion Lewis got taken after our forte. Kenny Stills, Jack Doyle, Duke Johnson, Tyler Lockett, LeGarrette Blunt, Rex Burkhead, Darren Sproles, Robert Woods, Kenny Britt, Mike Williams, then in the start of the 12th, Marks Mariota, Jason Witten, Phillip Rivers, Fedora Witts, Josh Doxon gone regardless, Ben Roethlisberger, Ty God, 
Cameron Braid, Jarek McKinnon, Dustin Hooper, and then Adam. <laughs> it does look like a D because it's here. It's Austin Hooper. Austin, sorry. Yeah, it's, there's a little overlap going to you. Dustin, yeah. Uh, Austin Hooper, and then uh, Adam Thielen, and now we are back on the clock. Two picks. Here we go. So what we need, we have Wide two receiver. Bench. Yep. One's my Wallace. Is there. Totally. <laughs> Unbelievable. Scroll that's, down. That's incredible. I love that. Uh, I don't want any running backs anymore. So Mike Wallace is a shoe in for a pick, I think. I'm also, yeah, I could see Marvin Jones for a little diversification off of Mike Wallace. See, I know, but it's not like we're drafted like the same league three times. I think that the, yeah. the, the, this is a notable trend. The Matt Forte and Mike Wallace are, are both in consideration very often. Mm-hmm. I think these are two guys that we both kind of are, that all three of us agree on, and that a lot of these guys can like sit and wait for. That, that's great to hear. I mean, that's I, I love that value. Um, so either of the cases can be made for Marvin Jones or Mike Wallace. And if you're considering like a backup tight end, I think the best one available there said it was Julius Thomas, who he could he could turn into a, 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 a target sure. for Tannehill. But then then you have he'd OJ be, Howard. He'd be touchdown dependent rather than PPR plus. And then there's um, someone like OJ Howard who is you know he may not be getting all the tight end snaps, but he can up absolutely like. He's capable of that. After Mike Wallace, in also in consideration for me is Zay Jones. I I agree. Like I just think he can see a boatload of targets as the number two weapon there. But Mike Wallace is probably the number one. I mean, it's like it's hard to take a number two weapon in a a rushing game. Yeah, but but at least Baltimore throws it a lot more than Buffalo. So. It's up to you guys. I'll, I'll leave this one up to you guys. I, I like I love our team. Whatever we do with these next picks, so do you, do you Mike Wallace is great, but that would make him on all three of our teams, and I'd like to have a little different look. Um, that would be my reason for today. Then we should go. But that's not the necessarily. You know, obviously we're doing this for show because this is a show. Um, I like I like the idea of Zay Jones. Um, and we I, don't, I don't think I we have a rookie on our team. I would have liked Robbie Anderson here if it, if he didn't just fuck up this last weekend. <laughs> he didn't so, get arrested. I mean, the, computer, the computer in the last league, when Robbie Anderson went early, it didn't, it didn't, know, it didn't know about the bar fight. See, the thing is, too, like, I love taking like just a stab at a guy. If, if I take a defense and a kicker one round each earlier... I'll save that very last round for one of my like go-to guys just to be like, just in case I'm right. You know what I mean? Uh, but I do like the Zay Jones pick here. Um, and what about Cole Beasley, too? Cole Beasley could be interesting for Dak. You, Cole Beasley. <laughs> I like, I love Cole Beasley. The guy's, I could do smaller. Zay Jones and Cole Beasley oh. and not get, like, oh, yeah, what? And, and go and, no tight end. No, because I'm here's the thing that. at yeah, tight, end. tight end. Here's the thing at tight end. Like, if we would have drafted one round around earlier, where we could have gotten a Jack Doyle or Cameron Brace. I don't want a tight end. Can I just Me finish either. talking? No. <laughs> no. Houdini, it's okay. It's gonna be all right. Uh, if we could have gotten a Jack Doyle for the injury-prone, you know, backup to Jordan Reed, that would have been much better. But now we're at the level of where they're not better than streamers. Julius Thomas and O.J. Howard and 
you know, the, the Antonio Gates on his last leg. These I like guys, Fleener out of all those guys, too. Yeah, Fleener's got upside. But, like, if we could have gotten somebody a little bit more reliable in the last round, I'd have been much more apt to take a backup tight end. But I'm sort of Cole Beasley and Zay Jones here. Even though I'd probably take Blake Wallace over all of them. And then yeah. Marvin Jones over all of them, too. I would also, I personally, I would take, in one of these drafts, I would take a risk on Josh Gordon. But um, I, we, This is a good draft. But I can't take a risk on Josh Gordon when I have Martavis Bryant on the same roster. That makes sense. I, 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 I don't disagree with that. One or the other. Like I, don't, that's, I, don't, I don't disagree with that. There's a lot of good wide receivers, as we're discussing, available here. Who should, I, who should, we, who should we grab? Because we kind of got to close this party out. We have Denver Broncos defense is still available as well. If you ever kind of just wanted to take a back seat for a pick and see let the board fall to you with those wide receivers, we can. We can. Get it's gonna like, it's gonna fall right back yeah, to us. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like we've All done that. Thing after thir- uh, after the, uh, the the next. Pick. Yeah, let's wait. Let's wait the last two rounds. The draft kicker and defense. Yeah, I agree. We did. We we've done the D and we the, did mention uh, the, a round early. I don't think it's re. I don't know right. call it re. I like I like I like Cole Beasley. Um, I like Zay Jones. I like Mike Wallace. I would probably take Mike Wallace here. Let's take let's, let's, let's switch switch it up. Do it just let's do change. Zay Jones and Cole Beasley. Okay. Let's do just it. Just for just for change up sake. I'm pretty sure all the listeners now understand that Mike Wallace is should be the guy most times if you if you're feeling froggy and want to be awesome, you can go Cole Beasley and uh basically Zay Jones. when you get into double digit rounds, Mike Wallace should be in consideration for your fourth or fifth wide receiver. Yeah, and he and you look at his stats year in and year out, and you're like, God damn, this guy's had a pretty good career. Well, All you think about is that $80 million contract he got from Miami in one bad year, and he moved on, and somehow that's latched on to his, uh, it been a part of his, uh, his, his makeup ever since. But the guy's good. All right, Zay Jones, we just took him. So we just took two wide receiver, we went Cole B's. And Zay Jones, so basically our next picks as we go are going to be a defense and a kicker. And this team's well-rounded, explosive. I like this team a lot. Let's get, let's get a little bit of a rundown. So we're running with Kirk Cousins as our quarterback. Our running backs are two starters are Le'Veon Bell and Spencer Ware and backed up with Ty Montgomery, Danny Woodhead, and Matt Forte, which I just think is awesome all around. Uh, our wide receivers are DeAndre Hopkins, Doug Baldwin, Pierre Garcon, and we got Martavis Bryanson over there on the bench with Cole Beasley and Zay Jones. That that looks pretty sexy too. Let's uh, sit, let's just sit Pierre Garcon back down on the side where he belongs <laughs> and, and switch him with uh, Martavis Bryant. Yeah. yeah. So then we got like Jordan Reed. We got stud at the tight end position. We're just gonna have to assume he plays all 16 games, um, and then we're in for the nice fun trip of uh, defenses and kickers. So, I would go Baltimore Ravens. As my preferred defense. Let's take a look at outside the outside of the top ten. I like them more than Carolina. I just don't know how Carolina is going to force turnovers. You know, if anything happens to Keekley, they're a dramatically different defense. But Baltimore just has weapons all over the field. They drafted pass rushers. They dramatically remade the secondary in the last two years. They've got what brand new safeties, brand new corners. 
they were one of the top teams in taking the ball away. And now if they can add some pressure from their front, which I believe they can with how they sort of invested in the draft, I think Baltimore is in for an underrated Chris Wortley, a, a defensive tackle there, he's a great prospect. I thought that was a huge grab for a middle for the Ravens D-line there. I really like that. I'm down with it. Mel Verde. And we're talking about drafting them ahead of Carolina and Pittsburgh. Pretty much just maybe Carolina and Oakland at times. You see yeah, Oakland Oakland a little early just because of the Khalil well. Mack height. Um, but People I, I, love the Pittsburgh defense for some reason. I, I love the Ravens. Let's do it. Let's do Ravens. Yeah. He made a great case. No reason, no reason not yeah, to Yeah, Marlon Humphrey also. Uh, that was their first round pick there. Ravens defense taken. And... I mean, all their Talk picks. Not, sorry, oh, sorry, that's right. All their picks were basically spent on the defensive side of the ball, and not, you know, nothing on offense. Let's go, Dan Bailey here. I love Dan Bailey. It doesn't matter. Gas, gas. <laughs> I mean, we we have a choice sure. of any kicker. Uh, let's, let's go, gas, gas. Let's, let's go list of the guys that uh, uh, you know. If, if these guys fall, you should probably take them. Bailey Bryant. Tucker. Goskowski and Vinatieri, I think, are the top and, guys for me. Santos is sometimes surprising as well, and, and so is Crosby there in Green Bay. But the weather is kind of a little shitty most of the time. So, um, I, yeah. the one thing I like about Goskowski is I loved him last year. He's coming off kind of a piss poor year. I have a motherfucking feeling that that guy's been not cruising around and chilling out this off season. It's been no off season for that guy. He's like. Just been working his butt up, but the only that guy's problem is Edelman showing his fucking cock to Adriana Lima. Nice. <laughs> the only other thing about it is that practice doesn't really matter when when you're a kicker. It's all in the mind. That's why Vinatieri. That guy probably doesn't practice at all. He just sits there and he's just a badass. So, but we're taking Goskowski. Let's do it. I, I think that wraps it up. That wraps up our team. We started off our. Our team is going to look like uh, Kirk Cousins, Le'Veon Bell, Spencer Ware, DeAndre Hopkins, Doug Baldwin, Pierre Garçon, Jordan Reed, Baltimore, and Steven Gaskowski on the bench. Ty Montgomery, Martavis Bryant, Danny Woodhead, Matt Forte, Cole Beasley, and Zay Jones. And the the bench depth for a PPR league, having having Ty Montgomery and Danny Woodhead, like... Those guys are going to come in big for you. Oh, Martavis, so much upside. Yeah, I like I like this squad. So quickly, and then we'll, we'll close this party out. I'm going to post these three um, teams only on the uh, – it will obviously only be on the um, pyro page for this show. What do we get? We got an A. I think we got three A's, guys. No, we, we, we got, got a B, B plus, plus in the last one. Did we? Yeah. yeah. With the we ran into but we also didn't there. draft some depth. View the projected standings. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Yeah, because we're starting to do a thing on <laughs> things on its own now. Um, so, quickly, let me just do a screen grab of this. Which team do you guys like the best out of the three? If, I really like that first one. Um, personally, I think we struggled a little bit on the second one with the two or three rookies that we had. A little bit of volatility, but it had that that oomph if, if it all works out for all of them. Um, yeah, I agree. The the first one was probably my favorite, and this one that we just did was probably my second favorite. The first one just had so many receivers. Like, our top four receivers in there could literally catch 400 passes combined. And that sort of you know, pass catching projection along with LaShawn McCoy 
and uh, Devonta Freeman combined with another top-tier tight end and Greg Olson. You know, also getting the upside of Marcus Mariota with Derek Carr backing him up. I think You're it's Greg get... Olson's year, by the way. I, I, I love Greg Olson this year. I'd say for me, my favorite team is this one. My second favorite team is the second one. And my third favorite team is that first one. But I think they're all awesome. I think so they all like, like this one, It's the difference between... So, so why wouldn't... So those, the top one is our favorite. What, he just doesn't have enough sexiness upside for you? No, I, I, I love... I, I, I love it. I think it's a good team. I, I, I love the, the names you rattle off. I love our, our running back depth. I think it's great. P, in PPR, I don't know. I just I just feel like this team is well-rounded. I feel like these are, this is a constructed team. Now, and maybe the reason why I like the second team a little more is there's definitely, and I do this in fantasy, I go in and it's like if the, if the wick is lit and the thing goes boom, it's just like, uh, an unbelievable season, and there's a lot of time that the wick doesn't light the fucking candle, and you sit there, and I'm di- I'm okay doing that, and I I'm okay on those seasons. Some seasons I'm like don't have a great season. It's because I went too high and I went for too big of the boom, and I got too much of the bust. But I like the construction of this team. They're all awesome. I think they're all like I think we it's think like it's like this, you know. It's like they're they're all on the same horizon. To be fair about the second one, I think maybe the issue that I have with it is I'm not too familiar with kind of that 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 draft board and the way we kind of made the picks. Is because I don't do a lot of standard leagues. I don't do yeah. any anymore actually. So I'm always anticipating like a, a PPR roster look to it. Yeah. And we went with the rookies, and we went with some guys. It's like, oh god, I hope this works out. Um, I, I probably prefer this this third team here, uh, even though I'm not a huge fan of our RB two. But when you have guys like Sagpar, who's mentioned Ty Montgomery, and Danny Woodhead sitting on your bench just in case it doesn't work out with Spencer Ware, is great. And I thought the first one was awesome as well, but. I want to know what some of our listeners think about uh, once they take a look at these draft boards. Also, I think with this team just being my favorite, it's because love you, Mel. Like you've yeah. got you've got that running back and wide receiver combo from Le'Veon Bell. Oh yeah, and right. we we yeah. didn't really get that when we had either Odell Beckham as our best player or LaShawn McCoy. But I think on that second team we made up with it. While we did have a little too much rookie at the wide receiver, we made up with it because we had the number one Kelsey. We had an Aaron Rodgers, yeah. and we had just so much power outside of that. Our running back situation was the was was the red cut was the the variable the uh, the unknown. But that team was just like, yep, top tier, top tier. And then we had maybe a couple too many rookies. That's for sure, that, for sure. And Odell Beckham. If you're drafting seventh and you get Odell Beckham, be real fired up. All right, guys. Fire! We're super excited that you guys uh, went through. Good, to, good to talk fantasy with my brothers here. Uh, good to do some mocking. As always, we tell you: start early, work your tiers, do plenty of mock drafts. Join these MFL tens; those help you define your tiers. And, and really, while you're on the clock, you can make decisions that you really can't do while you're making your tiers or coming up with your rankings. So do mocks, get the stuff done. Uh, we live for this, and we appreciate you guys. Listening to us for three hours. Uh, the music tonight is PJ Harvey. And the opener was Down by the Water. And this is from the album To Bring You My Love. And to close it out, we will listen to right now Meet Zemostra. You know, and PJ Harvey, by the way. 
coming to Pitchfork Music Festival, I think. And I'm yeah, really she, looking forward to seeing her. It's going to be awesome. Badass. Her first album came out in like 91. This is just a, she's a sick artist. Some of the, some great, great music. Look it so, up, people. Check it out. Thanks so much for joining us, Stag Party. Nice work. Nice to draft you, buddy. Nice to draft you too, Oz. This is fun stuff. All pyros out there, we appreciate everything. Have a good one. Stay safe. Peace. And let's do it. Thank <laughs> you.